Welcome to WSFI 88.5's Catholic Radio Game of the Week between the Carmel Corsairs and the host, Marion Central Hurricanes. Good afternoon. I'm Paul Shavari alongside Father Michael Leitner and Mark Curran as teams are on the field right now, warming up right now. We've got a matchup of two, three, and three teams right now. And when they met here last year, Marion Central, actually they met at Carmel last year, Marion Central uh, won there. It's a tale of two different teams this week, though, as uh, Carmel coming off an upset win at home, 10-8 over Notre Dame, and Marion Central dropping a tough one on the road at St. Viator. As both programs are looking to try and make the playoffs at this point, they would need to win out to ensure a guaranteed spot in the playoffs. However, a 5-4 and four record would get them there, so one loss would not necessarily hurt them completely. But both these teams fighting to get into the playoffs. It's a must-win game for them. Let's go ahead and bring in my co-hosts for the night, Father Michael Leitner, Mark Curran. Guys, we've got a really good one right here. Uh, two teams. It's uh, almost must-win football for either one of them at this point. Yeah, last week uh, I was up in uh, Carmel, and they had a really great game against Notre Dame. Tough-fought team. You saw a lot of heart going on in the ball game. And hopefully we're going to see a great game this week uh, against these two teams. They're ready to play a lot on stake tonight, and it's going to be a beautiful ball game. It's a beautiful night for football tonight, About maybe about 54 degrees out here. Everybody's got a soft jacket on, but we're having a lot of fun out here. Mark, what do you got? Yeah, uh, looking uh, forward to watching. I heard a lot about Ben Keller on uh, Marion Central Catholic, a big, strong uh, defensive uh and, and uh, you know, talked to Andy Biddle this past week, and he said the game in our defense, Carmel, turned in last week was uh, probably the best he's seen in the last half dozen years. So good defensive matchup. Yeah, I would say uh, reading about that game, I wasn't I wasn't there. Cover, I was covering the Marion Central game. You've got four uh, fourth down stands that the Carmel defense was able to stop the Notre Dame Dons and really take away their running game, and I think that was really kind of the story of the game there. Meanwhile... Marion Central, despite giving up so many points to St. Viator last week, they were able to stop the great running back for Marion Central, Dariante Jackson, in the first quarter. But really, once the game kind of took life in the second quarter and beyond, Jackson was able to get some great runs, a couple of touchdowns there. He had over well over 100 yards rushing. So really, uh, it's it was just a matter of uh, just kind of some defensive breakdowns as far as the Hurricanes were concerned. But they were able to still put up some offense. They got 95 yards rushing from their quarterback, Gavin Scott, who also threw for over 100 yards, and they got over 100 yards rushing from Brian Nemesek, their junior tailback. So offense hasn't really been the problem for Marion Central these last few weeks. It's just trying to uh, get ahead and get some defensive stops has been their problem. So tonight will be a chance to keep an eye on that. I think last week uh, when we were there at Carmel, they were outsized in the offensive and defensive line. They shot gaps. They used their quickness. They re- did a really good defensive game. I got to hold it up to those boys on the defensive line and the linebackers because I'll tell you what, four stops in a row, it was unbelievable. And if they don't have the defense to stop a Carmel offense, which we've seen once they get to the outside, they're pretty dangerous. And when they started opening it up and throwing the ball over the middle, they started to move the ball with a, a pretty good consistency. So I, I think, you know, there's going to be some coaching in this game, and they're going to get these guys fired up. But I really think that Marion Central um, has to come alive on defense and stop those threats that they got on the field. 
All right. Well, I should have a little pregame audio. I had had a chance to talk to Mike Maloney this week coming off their loss against St. Viator and uh, what to look forward this week here. Let's see if I can dial that one up. Maybe not. Well, that's all right. We are uh, about 11 minutes from game time here. Players on the field warming up in their special teams. It's a great atmosphere tonight. Almost a packed house on one side of the stadium. What do you think, Mark? We got about maybe a couple thousand people here, maybe 1,500. What a great atmosphere for high school football. It's deceiving because the uh, alumni tent is filled up over there. They got a, a nice spread of food and uh, everybody's hanging out at the alumni tent and in the, uh, in the end zone. So, uh, did you have one of those pulled beef sandwiches that they were offering? I did not, but I heard they were good. I heard the Italian beefs were real good. Uh, Italian beefs, that's what they were. Where did they get them from, Paul? Who's the uh, benefactor? I think it's the alumni tent tonight, isn't it? And as broadcasters, we get to go down and eat for free, and that might be dangerous here for <laughs> Marion Central. Because if I get hungry, boy, you know, I can eat like an old football player, I guess. Yeah, you look like you're in good shape, though. <laughs> Well, I don't have that audio from Mike Maloney, but uh, one one thing I wanted to point out here, this is the last home game of the season for Marion Central. It's homecoming. They just crowned their uh, their king and queen. And then two more weeks where Marion Central's on the road, so kind of a tough road ahead of them. But meanwhile, with Carmel, only their second road game of the season. And I think that kind of factors into things here is Carmel hasn't really been road tested yet, whereas Marion has been... Uh, kind of sure-handed at home. They've only dropped one game at home, and that was a uh, heartbreaker, which, uh, Father, you and I uh, covered here, that 14-10 to loss to Bennett Academy that really just came down to the wire there. So, uh, Marion, you know, they got the home crowd advantage here tonight, and I think that's that's one of the key factors to this game. Well, they're walking out right now for the coin flip. Their captain's out there. It is homecoming here uh, at Marion, Marion Central. And, Marion Catholic, correct? Am I getting that right? Marion Central. Marion yeah. Central. There's I a Marion Catholic that, that is down in Chicago Heights. So. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Paul. I think that playing on the road is much tougher than playing at home. There's much more of a relaxed atmosphere with ball players when they're in their own stadium, when they have their home crowd around them, when their parents are watching. And they may have the homecoming advantage here tonight. Uh, they are looser. You can see it on the field. They're bouncing around. They're kind of out there, and they're moving around good. Whereas Carmel, this is a must-win game for them, uh, for both of them, really. So I, I think, you know, seeing these two teams in the past, I got to say both of them got great heart, and they got great coaching staffs here. So uh, I think we're going to see something very special here. And that's the beauty about football. You know, it's it's every single play. Last play doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you missed the block. Doesn't matter if you lost yardage. But the fact is, is if you can get ready for that next play, then you can make a difference. And when 11 guys, almost like the gospel, right? When 11 guys do the same thing, the church started. When 11 guys do the same thing on the field and they do it perfectly, they get in the end zone. So I hope to see a high-scoring ball game. I hope to see some offense. Um, I think it's going to be good. We always think of 12, but you took J Judas out of the equation. <laughs> well, I never count Judas. Gotcha. <laughs> so Paul's got his Marian shirt, Central Catholic shirt on, and I've got my Carmel uh, Catholic shirt. And Father, I, you, you'll be the, uh, Father Leitner will be our uh, 
you know, I guess unbiased, uh, fair and balanced, (laughs) uh, keep us in line. I'm trying to bless this board so we can get some hearing in these, uh, these phones. We're having some technical difficulties tonight, kind of like last time, not, not as bad as last time, but we have a new piece of equipment here that I'm going to read up on and we're going to try to get, uh, all ready for you. Seven minutes to kick off and, uh, I'll give it back to Paul. Well, I do have that uh, audio from Mike Maloney here. If I want to, if you want me to dial up, dial it up here, that should take us right up to kickoff, and you guys can uh, get a chance to listen in and see what uh, what Coach said about this week on their matchup coming up here against Carmel. Well, from what it sounds like, we're having technical difficulties getting some of our our elements to play. Uh, But basically talking to the coach this week, you know, he was saying last week that it was uh, every game is almost like a playoff game from here on out for the Hurricanes. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of the the balls in their court right now, so to speak, in the sense that, you know, they they need to win games if they want to get into the playoffs. They're talented enough to be there. It's just a matter of coming up with these tough matchups, getting wins uh, like this week, the last home game of the season, and then winning the next two against Notre Dame and St. Patrick. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough road for them from here on out, but they're in the driver's seat, and if they want to be there, they can get there. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, at, you know, the old adage in the NFL is any given Sunday, right? Anytime you step on the field, that adrenaline runs through you. Somebody makes a play. One score makes a difference. One play makes a difference. Uh, pretty consistent on special teams, both teams. Actually, uh, Carmel had a great great game in special teams uh, last week and I think that really makes the difference to put one team over the edge uh, in a game like this. If you have all facets of your team working your special teams, your offense, your defense, and they're working together in such a way that they they are moving off each other, then you got something special. Then you can beat teams and those are the teams we often see in the playoffs. Well, let's go ahead and talk about one of our sponsors here. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is a proud sponsor of this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you are looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. Well, we're about three minutes away, folks, about 323. Teams are finishing up. They're stretching. They're running some plays. They're getting warmed up here. Refs are joined us in midfield and got the coin toss. I didn't see who's receiving, but it looked like that Karma won the toss, but we'll see what they elected to do to defer or take the ball here. Um, It's going to be a great night. The band's playing. People are excited. We're going to have a lot of fun here tonight, so... Please uh, stick with us. You're listening to WFSI 88.5 Antioch. Yeah, so Paul, uh, I don't know if you remember last year's matchup between the two teams, but they played on the same field. It was a really uh, a solid ball game. Probably one of the toughest weather nights you're going to endure in high school football is it was a cold and nasty rain. Uh 
but uh, two great teams that are. And what I, from what up. I remember, it was only a 19 to 14 final too. So a well fought game last year between these two teams. So, uh, you know, so maybe maybe we'll see the same thing here tonight. You know, just a close scoring. Obviously, the weather is cooperating. Last I had checked, it's uh, low 50s, clear skies. Should be a beautiful night. It's uh, definitely football weather. It's starting to feel that way, no doubt about it. You know, it was kind of nice when I was playing ball in this kind of weather when you get into the fall season. You got all those pads on. You're a little hotter anyways. But, you know, weather like this puts you at about room temperature until you start running around. But it's uh, a great night as a player, too, to have these cooler weather, especially for the, the big guys in the middle, those guys that are, you know, fighting every down. So we're watching them tonight. They got some pretty big... Uh, linemen on the field tonight we'll take a look at them and see how they do but i think this is going to be fought at the line of scrimmage the last game i seen with carmel they did very well at the line of scrimmage they got their uh defense in the gaps their defensive linemen uh, and they actually stopped notre dame and stopped them stopped them up pretty well they had a goal line stands that resulted in a safety last week they stopped them on four consecutive downs inside the five and then they got the ball back in the first play from scrimmage, tried to come around the end and got tackled in the, the end zone for a safety, but ended up pulling it out in the long run because of the consistent defensive play of that defensive line and those linebackers. Well, this is my first time seeing Carmel this year. I know they run that triple option attack. Tell me a little bit about their offensive line and some of the weapons that they do have in the backfield, such as Zaire Barnes and, of course, Jeremy Strutzel at quarterback. Well, Strutzel's a, a great quarterback i mean he's got some good vision he's a taller guy i think he's listed at what six, six foot? two six two uh big guy for high school for quarterback he actually can see over the line he's got a better arm than uh is seen in the stats uh he rifles it in there but the thing is is they stick pretty heavy to that uh triple option the problem with last week they had a wet field so what happened is some of the exchanges between Barnes and, and, and Stetzel was uh, one of those things with misfortune. I think they had three fumbles overall, and they turned the ball over, and that's what kept it close last week with Notre Dame. Well, let's go ahead and pause, and if you can pick it up, uh, we're going to do the pregame prayer followed by the national anthem. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Catholic Radio. Father, as we prepare for our game tonight, we ask for your blessing on all the officials, athletes, and coaches from Marion Central and Carmel. We pray that you keep them all safe from injury and harm. Instill in them respect for each other and reward them for their hard work. Give them the strength and wisdom to play well. But help us always to dedicate ourselves to fair play and good sportsmanship. We ask that you bless all who have traveled here tonight to enjoy the game and to cheer on their team. We pray that you give them all a safe trip home. We ask a special blessing tonight as we celebrate our homecoming for all of our alumni and families who have returned to Marion Central. We ask that you bless them, give them great joy and peace in their lives, and allow all of us to draw closer in unity to each other and to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing as the Marion Central Madrigals lead us in the Star Spangled Banner. Keep it listening. Watch your brother. 
WSFI 88.5 FM game of the week just about to start here from George Harding Field in Woodstock, Illinois on the campus of Marion Central High School as the Marion Central Hurricanes host the Carmel Corsairs, a battle of three and three teams on the season. Kind of a tale of two different teams, though, as Carmel sporting a two and two conference record in the East Suburban Catholic Conference. Carmel's actually been outscored by their opponents 83 to 117 this year. But of course that 117 is big last week with that 10 to eight victory over Notre Dame. Meanwhile, Marion Central one and three in the conference. They have outscored their opponents 161 to 122. But of course in their two non-conference games, they outscored their opponents Bowen and Morse Marshall, which is based up in Milwaukee, by a score of 91 to nothing combined in those two weeks. So really uh, kind of doesn't tell the whole story there in terms of uh, why Marion has been outscoring their opponents, why Carmel has kind of been outscored by their opponents. But this is uh, going to be a big one for Carmel tonight to show if they are, are good enough on the road. They've only had one road game this season. That was a 21-10 victory against Nazareth. That came back just about three weeks ago. So uh, this is going to be an exciting one here. It's homecoming right here at Marion Central. Well, what a great night, though. We got a great field conditions tonight. Uh, sod field. Uh, it's been raining a little bit. Not here tonight, but uh, I imagine she's a little soggy. I know that Milwaukee got hit with rain for about five days. So we can see some slips tonight. We can see some things like that. Uh, hopefully it won't uh, hamper the game too much and the athletes too much, but uh, it's it's a nice condition tonight, and, and it's a good night to play football. So we are uh, getting ready for kickoff here at uh, Woodstock, Illinois, and in Carmel Catholic, or not Carmel Catholic, I'm sorry. Marion Central uh, Marian Catholic. Marion Central, and they're playing Carmel <laughs> Catholic. Uh, I'll make about 14 more mistakes there, folks, so please don't hold that against me. Mea copa, mea copa, mea maxima copa. The Carmel Corsairs kicking team coming out onto the field right now. They're going to be kicking from the north end zone to the south end zone, left to right from our vantage point. Back deep for the Hurricanes, Anthony Caprilli, as well as Brian Nemesek. Caprilli, a senior, playing in his last home game ever here at Marion Central. Got a packed house here tonight on the Marion side. I felt the uh, felt our floor shaking just a little bit here once everything got kind of going here. I thought I just fell off my chair there, Paul, <laughs> but I guess that's the crowd noise and stopping their feet, and the kids are excited. Here we go. Action to you. Kick is up and underway. That's going to fall at the 20-yard line. Bounce over off Nemeseki. Picks it up at the 16. Runs towards the left hash mark, trying to go to the outside. Taken down by... A couple of Carmel defenders, and Marion will start inside the 20-yard line here for their first possession of the game. Yeah, that was unfortunate. He got running backwards. It kind of reminded me of Phillips of the Packers there a long time ago where he used to run lateral instead of straight forward. Always the best bet is to run straight forward, try to get as many yards as he can. 
So Marion Central starts from their own 17-yard line, seven seconds into the game, just underway, no score. Here at Marion Central from the pistol formation, it's going to be a keeper by Scott. He's going to run to the right and then back to the center, gain of about four yards. Well, I kind of went with the fake there. I was following the the uh, running back there, and I, I thought he had the ball. I thought he was wide open, but I guess the defensive players, and that's why I'm not playing anymore, right? <laughs> Oh, Scott had a big run. turn on the tackle there. Number three <laughs> cornerback came up. and uh, Any relation, by the way. That uh, name sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear that name a few times, it's because I'm shameless. That is Mark's son here in the booth. So we've got three receivers in motion. Silva, Scott rolling out, finding Limbaugh, but out of his hands, almost picked off by a caramel. It's an incomplete pass, and it sets up third down and six. And that was a rocket of the throw that he threw there. Hit him right in the hands. He wasn't ready for that type of ball to be thrown wide open, and that's one of the mistakes you don't want to make on a first drive. We saw a couple of times Gavin Scott looking for Sam Limbaugh back against Marist in week four. Uh, two interceptions in the first half, both times looking for Limbaugh. And just like what we saw right there, just out of the hands of Limbaugh, almost picked off. That happened in Chicago against Marist, and a very tough loss as they were outscored by a score of 49 to nothing. So snap to Scott. He's looking to his right for a throw, pumping, throwing. That one out of the hands as the intended receiver was A.J. Golombeski. So sets up fourth down and six, and here comes the punt crew for the Hurricanes. Well, it looks like Scott has been, uh, he's been actually eating his spinach because that was a rocket again, bounced right off the hands of his receivers. These receivers really got to start paying attention here, and we're going to see a punt because of two drop balls here in the first quarter. Brian Julian back to receive the kick at his own 45-yard line. Marion kicking off from their own 21. Jake Ball, the punter, he is our Sports Faith International Play of the Week. The left-footed punter gets that one kind of a... High pop fly that lands at the Marion 45 and is downed by the Hurricanes. So good field position for the Corsairs to start their first drive of the game. That was about a 22, 23-yard punt. Not too bad, but changes the field, uh, field position a little bit. But they are going to have a short field on this first drive, and there's nothing better than that on offense. So we talked about that triple option attack by the Corsairs. We'll see it come out here. They're led by Jeremy Strutzel, their quarterback, and Miles Trammell, Tariq Abrams, and Zaire Barnes, your two tailbacks and the fullback. Strutzel throwing on the first pass, looking for Chenille Green. That one overthrown, incomplete on a slant route. He had a man open. The throw was a little off, a little behind him. That was a hard ball to actually catch as a receiver on a slant in. Uh, he's fired up too, but that I I didn't expect Carmel to come out passing like that. Sets up second down and ten from Carmel's. I'm sorry, from Marion's 45-yard line. Just two minutes in there, a minute and ten seconds into the game right now, no score. And now we see that option attack is it's going to be a keeper rolling to the right. Strutzel gets inside the 40, shy of the first down, but a great run right there on the keepers. It was a fake handoff to the inside rolling to his right and gaining about six or seven yards on the play. Paul Strutzel is a uh, track star as well. He runs a legitimate 4.60, probably better than a 4.6 Coach Biddle has a bat. But. So you could see the speed on that play here. If he had open field, he definitely would have been gone. Marion able to pick him up. 
Sets up third down and two here with 10-15 left in the first quarter. No score. It's like a 4-4 defense. Too Marion bad. packing him in the front. Handoff over to Barnes. Spins out of it. I think he's got the first down, Paul. Getting down to the 20-yard line on the near side, and that will be a new set of downs. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you are looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. First down and 10 from the 30-yard line. Tight formation. Pitch to the outside, looking for room, going to the 30, and just gets back to the line of scrimmage on the run by John Misak. That was a great defensive play there uh, by Marion Central. They strung that out. They got. They won't let anybody get outside of them. They forced it inside, and the linebackers sweeped up on the on the uh, running back there and forced that to a no game instead of a gain. So gain of about, it's a short gain of one on the far hash mark. Sets up second down and nine, just about at the nine-minute mark of the first quarter. No score. We have three receivers, one of them a slot back. Now in motion, the slot. Handoff, actually kept, and it's a pitch. There was a whistle blown. Uh, Looks like he did get the pitch off in time, but I think they're saying that Jake Ball got in there and got Strutzel to get down to one knee. So that could be a big loss right there of about four or five yards on the sack by ball. I don't know, Paul. I'm not one to, you know, judge the refs because they got a tough job out there, but I didn't see it. I thought that play was live and it looked good from there unless they're calling, like, in the grass, but I don't think high school football has that, do they? Yeah, I don't think so either. Let's see where they spot the ball. Regardless, it would be third down as the ball carrier did not it was Miles Tramill, and he's probably he is the fastest player on Carmel's team. I mean, he is uh, legitimately one of the fastest athletes you'll see. Tramill, one of three Corsairs to actually play both ways, joins uh, Joel Basara as well as Zaire Barnes. They blew that a dead ball, and it's going to be a replay of second down here. So second and nine from the 29-yard line, Marion Territory. 8.40 and counting here in the first quarter. Noah Thigpen and Chenille Green, the receivers on the far side in motion. Tramil Strutzel going to keep it himself, runs over up the left hash mark, He's misses a go. tackle, and he touchdown. goes all the way for a touchdown. Corsairs strike first, just three minutes and 47 seconds into the game. That was a great run there. He uh, took it to the outside, saw a groove. Went north and south on that very hard, put his head down, broke one tackle. One guy tried to trip him up, and there he was jumping in the end zone. Great job by that quarterback. Yeah. Well, it looks like early on the Hurricanes are struggling to pick up the uh, option. Your thoughts, guys? Strutzel looks like he's playing with a lot of confidence tonight. I don't know if you remember, Paul, but this, he had a really good game last year against Marion Central. That was his best game, I think, uh, of the season last year, even though we wound up losing so the Corsair's extra point attempt is up and good. And they strike first here on the 29-yard run by Jeremy Strutzel. 
And it's a 7-0 lead for the Carmel Corsairs. Yeah, what a great offensive uh, series on that, you know, to bring that in the end zone. They did have a short field. They went about 45 yards, got the ball, and uh, Carmel got the ball in Marion's territory right away, and they brought it home. Uh, some struggles there in the end, but if they don't take care of that line of scrimmage and, and get some of those linebackers on that option, uh, this is going to be a tough night. So Marion with a chance to answer back. They did receive the opening kickoff. Once again, it'll be Caprilli and Nemesek back to receive the kick. Kicker is Jonathan Brat. Looking about 8.23 to go in the first quarter. Um, Marion is going to get the ball here. Let's see if they can do something here on offense. It'll be a nice time for one of those special teams play. Get this back and make this a ball game. Kick is up. Well kicked. It'll bounce to the 20, falling down in front of Caprilli. He's trying to run back to the center of the field, but he's picked up on the play. A great tackle there. That's about the 22-yard line from where I'm sitting right here. Not a bad run back. He went north and south on it, but... I think he got a little spooked. That ball touched the ground. He got a little frustrated, and I don't know. He he saw the whole field there when he was running up. It looks like Jacob Sicko able to get that tackle and keep Caprilli from breaking far. So Marion starts their second drive of the game from their own 23-yard line here with 8.17 left to play. Four receivers on the play, three on the near side. Nemesek in the backfield. Scott from the pistol. Hands off to Nemesek. Up the middle gets about... Maybe a yard on the play. The Corsairs were all over that one. And it'll be second down. 55. Who is that, uh, Mark? Jake Serwin. Yeah. Jake Serwin. Great tackle on that. Did just what he was supposed to do. Stuck his nose in the breastplate and took him down very easily. It's only a gain of two yards for the Hurricanes. Second and eight. Just under eight minutes left to play. Four receivers once again. Now three on the far side. From pistol formation, Nemesek in the backfield. Scott dropping back, looking to his right, throwing up the middle. Oh, up in the air, almost picked off. As that was off the hands. Apologize, Paul, as a fan, but there was George Kern that almost came up with that on the uh, tip ball. Patsy Riccardi, the intended receiver on that one, out of his hands. Now, it's two passes that we've seen so far in this game from Gavin Scott that were just not finding his receivers. Three, three from him. Finding the receiver, but just in and out of the hands. I'll tell you what, Paul. He throws the ball hard. And everyone sit in the hands of the receivers. Uh, this could be a tough ball game if his, those receivers don't get, start catching that ball. Third down and eight in motion. And now like got a whistle jumped. on the play. It's going to be a false start on Marion, it looks like. They're going to back him up five. So it's going to make it third and long now, 13 on the false start on the Hurricanes. Penalties of something that we've we've seen early on in the season affect Marion Central early on in the game. Lately, they've been disciplined, but that one right there, you never want to see that one as that sets up a longer third down opportunity for them. Wyatt Awe, the receiver on the near side. A.J. Golombeski on the far side. In motion, Blake Peterson. Scott rolling to his right. Looking, 
throwing deep. He's got a wide open pass to Riccardi, diving and missing. Incomplete pass, and that sets up fourth down. Gosh, you never see a receiver that open, but he was right there. Just overthrew him just a little bit. He led that receiver a little too far, but that ball traveled about 25 year, uh, yards in the air, and that was a rope. Yeah, Father, you, you better off putting a little air under that, you think? Absolutely. Let him, you know, throw it up, let him run under it. If you can lead him a little bit, a rope like that, that that's a hard ball to catch as well. And he dived out and he stretched out like a center fielder there. So it's going to be another punt for the Hurricanes from their own 20-yard line, seven and a half minutes. Jake Ball's punt just goes straight up in the air, only about 20 yards and rolls out of bounds at the 41-yard line. Once again, great position for the Corsairs, even better than their last drive. They're going to start from the, the Marion 41. Well, there's that special teams play right there, and that can sink you or that can really help you. Join WSFI 88.5 for the Healing of the Whole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois, featuring Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of the Catholic Priest Exorcists, who will help us understand the satanic calendar. And we'll get to that in just a moment as the Corsairs start with first and 10 from the Marion 42. In motion, Tramil handoff inside. Gain of about five yards on the play going to the fullback, Matt Myers. So finishing that off, it was uh, Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of the Catholic Priest Exorcist who will help us to understand the satanic calendar, our Blessed Mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Bob Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies, and Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance. Second down and four. That one pitched to the outside. Tramil getting to the 35-yard line, to the outside, inside the 30 for the first down, and out of bounds. So a new set of downs for the Corsairs. Well, once again, they're on offense. They're running the ball well. They're getting the ball to the outside. Uh, these guys, they're moving the ball, and they're look, looking pretty good on offense here, and they're controlling the line of scrimmage. So... It'll be spotted at the 30-yard line from the left hash mark. Chenille Green, the lone wide receiver on the near side. Two slot backs in motion. Tramil. that one handed off to the outside. Barnes. 21, Zaire Barnes. And he stopped short, just about a gain of one. They ran a little counter there off that triple option, and he came back the other way. Almost got outside and tripped up very forcefully by the defensive end. Brings up second down and nine, six and 20. Six minutes, 20 seconds left on the first quarter clock. A 7-0 lead for the Carmel Corsairs here at Marion Central. Corsairs wearing their white uniforms, white tops, white pants, yellow helmets, gold helmets with a C in black. Dropping back, Strutzel, lefty throwing. That one incomplete. Looked like you should have had that, huh, Father Mike? Well, that was a tough, it was a tremendous effort by that wide receiver. He came back for that ball, and it he had it trapped on his arm, and it just fell off. Yeah. Um, a backwards dive. I don't know what you call that, but he kind of slid into second base there and tried to catch that ball. Yeah, he's it a was, good athlete. It was thrown behind him, but that was a heck of an effort by the wide receiver. Noah Thigpen, the intended receiver on the play. Now that sets, sets up third down and nine. And I believe this is the first time we've seen the Corsairs offense on third down. 
Two slot backs, Chenille Green, the lone wide receiver on the near side. Hand off to Barnes, now a reverse, coming back the other way. Tramil getting to the 30, he's heading to the outside and finally tackled by the Hurricanes, well short of the first down as the Hurricanes read the reverse, but interesting trick play there as it went from Strutzel to Barnes to Tramil coming some, back to the other way. We got some yellow laundry on the field there, maybe a face mask or something at the end, a late hit. What's uh, the kicking situation for Carmel this year? How's how's that kicker? Right. He, we have Matt Helen, and he's, he's done a good job, uh, pretty reliable. Um, Carmel, uh, one of the things that's going tonight, we have a sophomore starting at the fullback position, uh, Josiah Kenny, number 37. You see him up there. has no uh, name on the back of the uniform, and, and they brought him up just this week. So he's looked good so far, I think. The sophomore, the sophomore yeah. with no name. Right. Isn't that a U2 song? Oh, that's the streets <laughs> with no name. So it is going to be against the Corsairs. The street with no name? Yeah. Street Looks like it might be yeah. a... Yeah. Looks like they're... Couldn't uh, see if it was a personal personnel. foul or a holding coming back. Yes. I think we're looking at a fourth down, and Carmel's going to be forced into their first punt here. So Matt Helen back to punt. Now last week Carmel had some real problems punting the ball as well. Uh, he snared a couple off his foot to the left, kicked him out of bounds. Yeah, so yeah. We'll see how he can do here. His punt is up, bounces at the 18-yard line, rolls out of bounds. Great, great punt right there as that one gets all the way down to the 10-yard line. That's about a 42-yard punt for a high school player. That's pretty good. Uh, did his job there. Uh, they pinned him down, and they got 90 to go to see Pater. Let's see if uh, uh, Central can do anything tonight. Hurricanes will start from their own 10-yard line. I just noticed they painted the end zones. They uh, they weren't like this all season. It's uh, a white, white field with uh, red lettering. Well, actually, I know who's responsible for that. Brian Keller, who's a Lake County Sheriff Lieutenant, told me that he had done that before the game. He did a great job. It looks uh, looks beautiful here at George Harding Field. Snap to Scott. He hands off inside to Nemesek. Nemesek getting to the 15-yard line and brought down. Good gain right there by the Hurricanes as they're able to move themselves away from their own end zone. Well, good start here for Central, and I think that, you know, if you control that line of scrimmage, that quarterback is impressing me tonight, and if he can get the receivers to catch the ball, this would be a different ball game already. Luckily enough for Marion Central, it's seven nothing, and they got a chance to tie it up here on this series. Second down and four pistol formation. Four receivers, one on the near side, three on the far side. Scott throwing over to his right, overthrowing Blake Peterson, and that's a dead ball as it did go forward. Sets up third down. That's got to be the fifth pass now. That was a little overthrown, a little over his head, but that's the fifth incomplete pass for Marion Central. I'm still impressed with this quarterback. If they can rein him in a little bit and get that ball in the money, this this could be a game. This is going to be a great game. On those screen plays, does there tend to be a little bit of kind of rushing your throw or rushing your delivery to try and try and get the screen to go right away? Well, there has to be because, you know, you're looking at something where somebody can step in, pick that thing off, and you're in the end zone 10 yards later. So you have to rush that ball and get it out as soon as possible. Third down and four. Scott handing off to Nemesek on a delay, running to the left, 
Does he have enough for the first? It looks like he might. Yes, he gets past the 30 uh, to the 20 up to the 25. Fresh set of downs for the Hurricanes. In just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be joining with Archbishop Listecki, Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and people gathered at St. Veronica Church in Milwaukee as the bishops of Wisconsin entrust the faithful in the state of Wisconsin to Mary, Mother of Mercy, in the presence of the International Pilgrim. Uh, Virgin Lady of, of Fatima, we will be back at the game right after this his historic entrustment. Uh, we had a little sweep there to the right, picked up about three yards uh, on the carry, and it looks like it's going to be uh, second and six. So second and six, four minutes and ten seconds and counting here in the first quarter. Seven-nothing lead for the Carmel Corsairs as the Marion Central Hurricanes on their second drive of the game have a little bit of a rhythm going here, able to move the ball forward. They're going to be starting this second and six from their own 25. Three receivers near side, one on the far side. Scott in that pistol formation once again with Brian Nemesek behind him. Snapped, handoff to Nemesek up the middle, able to get past the line of scrimmage up to the 30-yard line, just shy of the first down. Those are tough three yards that he got there. He had three guys hanging on his back, kept his feet moving, and got some forward progress there for three. So, Paul, I noticed the uh, Marion has pink tape wrapped around their shoes, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, will they keep that through October? Uh, you know, that's that's an interesting call because it's the first time, uh, first game, of course, in October, so that'll be an interesting call to see if they do that. Hand off to Nemesek on the outside, Ooh. getting off tackle. Should be close. Let's see if he got to the first down marker. It was third and short. Hit very hard by Kern. Thank and you. It, yes, George Kern. I was waiting for somebody else to grab that. So, <laughs> well, we know you saw it right away because that's your baby boy. Yeah. But he, he was is. hit hard, but he did get the first down. So, Kern not quick enough on that play, but hit him hard, made him feel it. First and ten from their own 33, as the Hurricanes trying to drive down this field and tie things up. Handoff to Blake Peterson, who is in motion. Peterson rolling around. In between the hash marks, gets to the 36-yard line. And that's number 21 uh, on Carmel. Who is that, Paul? Who we got on 21? I'm sorry, what number did you 21? say? 21 oh, Zaire Barnes. Barnes. Junior running back for Carmel, also a track star, a very good athlete. And uh, that's one of those three players that are going both sides of the ball tonight for Carmel. We'll see if that affects them as... Two slot backs and motion Silva. Handoff inside and Nemesek running. Still pumping his legs, getting to the 40-yard line. Not much of a game, but it does move the ball forward. And it sets up third and short. So that's the thing that we've seen about Nemesek all year is uh, really just kind of keeps going. It takes a few tacklers to really get him down once he gets past that line of scrimmage. Could take uh, about two or three guys to get him. He just keeps going and doesn't quit until the final whistle or until he's brought down. What I'm no noticing here is uh, Marion Central, they are running the ball, and they're having some progress here. They went away from the pass a little bit with those drops, but they're gaining some ground and getting some first downs. A third down and four. This is Dick Golden of the Rosary Evangelization of Clausewitz reporting live from St. Veronica Church in Milwaukee. 
we are at a special Year of Mercy Holy Mass with Archbishop Jerome Lestecki of Milwaukee to celebrate Mary, Mother of Mercy. Holy Communion has just been distributed, and Archbishop Lestecki is preparing to incense the International Pilgrim Virgin of Our Lady of Fatima statue, which is now visiting the Milwaukee area during its historic two-year journey across America. In just a few moments, Archbishop Lestecki will proclaim an historic act of entrustment of the faithful of Wisconsin to Mary, Mother of Mercy. The Archbishop will do this in union with the other bishops of Wisconsin, Bishop Ricken of Green Bay, Bishop Powers of Superior, Bishop Callahan of La Crosse, and Bishop Molino of Madison. So please stay tuned and join in with us during this amazing historic moment in Wisconsin. Heavenly Father, you care for each of us and you show this love in the person of your only begotten Son, Jesus, who is mercy himself. Father, you entrusted Jesus to the care of the Virgin Mary, and then Jesus gave his mother to each of us when he spoke from the cross. Behold your mother. Jesus, we now want to imitate you and entrust ourselves to your mother. Mary, mother of mercy, we entrust to you all the faithful in Wisconsin, in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, in the Diocese of Madison, Green Bay, La Crosse, and Superior, all to your maternal care. Mother Mary, Mother of Mercy, we are living in times of spiritual crisis, and we need your help. We are confident that you will bring us close to Jesus to help us to never be separated from him. He who is the way, the truth, and the life. Mary, help us to encounter Jesus through the praying of the daily rosary. Mary, Mother of Mercy, be with us now and always. Mary, Mother of Mercy, intercede for our families, all human life, for our religious freedom, for the true meaning of marriage. Protect us from errors and the many attacks on truth. And comfort us and help us to live in the joy of Jesus. Mary, Mother of Mercy, lead us to peace, which we know is to live in harmony with your Son, Jesus, and with each other. Mary, may our daily lives reflect your fiat to the Heavenly Father's divine will. May we love you and we entrust ourselves totally to your loving and merciful care at this moment and always. Together we pray this through her Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, Vita Dulcedo, et spes nostra salve. A te clamamus, exules filieve, a te suspiramus, gementes et flentes, in hoc lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, 
illos tuos misericordes oculos ad nos converte. Et Jesum benedictum fructum ventris tui nobis post hoc exilium ostende. O the 15-yard line and brought down. That's enough for a first down, and the Corsairs keep the ball moving forward. What a great run by Strutzel there. You know, I went with the fake with my eyes. I had to come back out of the line and see that Strutzel had the ball. He kept moving. He kept working it, and he found that little crease to get enough for the first down. So the Corsairs will start from the 13-yard line with this first down. Looking for their second score of the game. Strutzel with a 29-yard run back in the first quarter. That's our only touchdown. Handoff inside, and that's Kearney. Stopped at the line of scrimmage, but a gain of about two. Well, it seems like uh, Marion's defense is tightening up here at the goal line. It always kind of shrinks when your linebackers come in the box. You know, when you're near the line of scrimmage, you got your back to the goal line. Everything kind of tightens up, and there's not a lot of room to maneuver for the offense. So it's pretty hard to get yards down here, but he did a good job. Great tackles going on inside that eight-man box. Just inside eight minutes left to play here in the first half. A 7-0 lead for the Corsairs. Looking for their second score. They're just 11 yards away. In motion, Barnes. Hand off to Kearney. No, it's oh, a nice pitch. pitch Strutzel finds Barnes on the outside, but Wyatt Awe takes away the angle to Anthony Caprilli. Stops Barnes over at the five-yard line, and that's going to be third like and short. Down all the way, and he came up and made that tackle. Hey guys, I was excited there. That was a nice play, nice pitch. That was the triple option at its best right there, and that defensive uh, end played a good position on that and got back to the ball carrier. Another third down here. It's third and three from the seven-yard line. Seven minutes left to play here in the second quarter. Brian Julian on the far end, the lone wide receiver. Now in motion, Tramil going to be a handoff. Barnes running just shy of the goal line. I don't think he got in. Touchdown. And they do signal yeah. a touchdown. Signaling touchdown. So a touchdown for the Carmel Corsairs. The, uh, Zaire Barnes yeah. getting in. Well, I saw. They do say. It's, they finally put it on the board there. So touchdown for the Corsairs. They now have their second touchdown of the game, and pending this extra point, they have a 13 to nothing lead. Well, that was a nice run, nice second effort. Uh, pile up at the goal line. He got about six there for the touchdown, got the score. Great job uh, on Carmel's side of the ball here in offense. Lining up for the extra points, number 42, number 43. 
Back to kick. Ryan Munkin. And Matt Helen. Oh, Matt Helen, yes. His kick is up and good through the uprights, and it's a 14 to nothing lead for the Corsairs. Join WSFI 88.5 FM for the Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois, featuring Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priest exorcists, who will help us to understand the satanic calendar, our Blessed Mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Bob Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies, and Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance. For more information or to register for the conference, visit WSFICatholicRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Corsair is getting set to kick the ball off. 14-0 leads, pretty demoralizing for a team this young. But uh, hopefully the coaches got something for them on the sideline can get these guys moving. Again, I think that quarterback for Marion Central is a threat. If his receivers can hang onto the ball, I think they can get this deficit underhand. I don't think the Hurricanes have found themselves down this much and have able to come back this year. Of course, opponents that they had big leads on and opponents that had big leads on them. This one a little bit more evenly matched as Helen's kick is up. A long kick fielded at the five-yard line by Nemesek, bringing that towards the middle of the field. Coming now to the near side at the 25-yard line. Escapes another tackle, trying to get out of another one and gets to the 27-yard line. Nemesek gets a couple extra yards off of that one, trying to avoid the Corsairs kicking team tacklers. Great job by number 63. to grab his shoestring and hold him up for the rest of the team, and they came over like a bulldozer and knocked him down here. But uh, not a bad run. He's got some speed going to the outside. He couldn't get it turned up the field and get that yardage. He had too many guys coming at him. Only the third offensive series for the Hurricanes so far this game. We're halfway through the second quarter. 6.40 left to play. Four wide receivers, Blake Peterson in motion. Handoff, Nemesek up the middle on the near hash marks, and it's a gain of four yards. Yeah, it looks like they're going back to the running game here. It seems like only when they get in trouble, second long, third and long, that they're going to the pass. They kind of stayed away from it in the last series. Made some serious yardage down the field. Converted on one fourth down on that play where they dropped the ball, that that fumbled snap, but then didn't go for it on the next fourth down series. So they left that at a punt, and now we're here at uh, second and five. Second and five from the pistol. Scott thrown to his left. Connects with Blake Peterson. Gets inside the 35-yard line and brought down at the 38. Shy of the first down marker. But, uh, Father Michael, that's the first connected pass we've seen Gavin Scott successfully make today. That's a start. That's a start. If he can start and get that ball on the money and those receivers can hold on to it, they got a chance to cut this deficit in half here on this uh, this series of uh, offensive plays here. There's 5.35 left in the quarter, and uh, Marion Central is coming up to the line. Just inside of five and a half minutes, three receivers, two in the backfield. Now in motion, Peterson, handoff, Nemesek inside, getting to the line of scrimmage, staying up on his feet past the 40-yard line, and that's a first down for the Hurricanes. Nemesek with a great second effort. He was stopped short of that, kept his feet moving, and got that first down. Great job on his part 
great personal effort involved in that play to keep this drive moving. Fresh set of downs for the Hurricanes. Their offense is showing signs of life here. They're down 14-0. Five minutes left to play. Both teams with all three of their timeouts here in the first half still to use. Looks like Carmel's uh, playing a modified 5-2 with their uh, outside backers back. Scott dropping back. He's got three receivers on the near side. Throwing down the middle. Patsy Riccardi catches it at the Carmel 40. Spins out of it at the 35. Still on his feet and is brought down at the 30-yard line. Two connected passes now by Gavin Scott, and a little bit of a rhythm now for the Marion Central Hurricanes. Well, Scott's got a heck of an arm, and like I said, that was just like we've seen before. That was a rope, caught his man right in the chest. All he had to do was hold on to it, and a great run to get about an extra six yards on that play. Two consecutive first downs for the Hurricanes. Now they've marched down into Carmel territory, deepest we've seen them get all night. 4.28 left to play here in the second quarter. The Corsairs lead 14-0 on the Hurricanes. Handoff. Now Scott's going to keep it. Gets to the 30, sorry, the 26-yard line. Short gain, but it keeps the ball moving forward. Well, looking at that play, I bet he wished, I, I bet he wished that he would have gave that ball to his halfback because he had an open field off to the sideline and about 20 yards to run. That could have been a touchdown. Made a bad decision on that part, on that triple option, but that's the nature of the triple option. You have so many threats on the field, and you have so many options back in that backfield. Three receivers near side, one on the far side. Scott throwing to the right. A.J. Golombeski, the intended receiver. I don't know if that's technically a pass right there. Yeah, they will say it's incomplete. I thought it hit the ground before it got to him. It was just a low throw by Scott. But he caught that on the ground anyways. He was laying on the ground. So there was no gain on that play. So it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. But there's that rope again. He hurried to get that screen off. And that screen is a very dangerous play to play that throw that wide on the field because anybody can jump in the middle of that and grab that ball. Third down and seven. Hand off to Nemesek up the middle, just in between the guard and the tackle on the left side. It's a short gain, not enough for the first down. Might be a little bit out of kicker Matt Darbro's field goal range. Three yards, looks like. Roughly. So we'll see if it sets up maybe yeah, about fourth down and short. Oh, fourth and six, they say. Thought it'd be a little bit closer than that based on the spot. They're going to go for it as Gavin Scott comes out to talk to the huddle. Three minutes left to play here in the second quarter. A 14-0 Corsair lead over the Hurricanes. Hurricanes trying to get on the board. Two receivers on the near side. Now in motion, Peterson. Scott from the pistol and flag stop the play. Looks like Marion Central's got some laundry in the field, some yellow laundry. And they're walking that back. They did not get off that snap off in time. That's a tough penalty in that situation because it sets you up for a fourth and 11. And it looks like they're keeping uh, the offense on the field and they're going to go for it. So from the 31-yard line, fourth and 11, Marion has already had one successful fourth down conversion on a play that looked like it was completely botched from a high snap, but was saved by Scott so to awe. 
connection. In motion, Peterson rolling to his right. Scott throwing. Connects once again at the 15-yard line and a first down. A.J. Golombeski with the reception. That was a bullet to Golombeski. What a throw that was. That looked almost college-level throw there. He stepped into that, had great protection on the outside. No pressure whatsoever and had time to find his receiver. A fresh set of downs and a ball inside the red zone for the Hurricanes. Looking to get on the board for the first time this game here with 237. Left to play in the second quarter. Peterson now gets up to the line of scrimmage as a wide receiver. Handoff over to the right-hand side. Coming around the end, Nemesek inside the 10-yard line and brought down out of bounds. Brought to the 7-yard line there. Big gain right there for the Hurricanes. Sets up second down and short. What a great play on that. You know, he got to the outside, kind of weaseled through some uh, some people there, some defenders, and got about three extra yards. You know, this is looking really good for Marion Central, and I think they got an opportunity to score to cut this deficit in half. They're getting their passing game going here, which I think is essential. Second and one, pistol formation for Gavin Scott. Blake Peterson in motion. Scott's going to keep it himself. Gets to the line of scrimmage. Falling forward should be enough for a first down. Inside the five-yard line. Now we got a late flag coming in on the play. Flag came kind of late, Father Mike. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of those things where you either get a push or a face mask or something like that. But hopefully Marion Central can keep this going uh, and make this a ball game. Looks like it's probably going to come against the offense from what I'm thinking. Well, so we got a couple of new backs and receivers for the Hurricanes. Oh, against the Corsairs. I'm going to say a personal foul against the Corsairs. That means it's going to be first and goal, probably half the distance of the yard uh, goal line. So it's going to put it on about the two and a half here. Um, and they're going to get a fresh set of downs. Two minutes and 12 seconds left in the first half with a 14 nothing ball game. Marion Central Catholic leading Carmel Catholic. Well, you'd like to think that a first and goal that close is almost a given, but as you guys saw last week, Carmel had a couple of uh, good stands, including a goal line stand against the Notre Dame Dons last sure week. Sure did, sure did. And they're dealing with a much smaller offensive line, so quickness is essential here. Scott under center, pitching to the outside. Wide touchdown. open room as Nemesek gets inside for the touchdown, and the Hurricanes are on the board as Nemesek takes a spill on the sidelines. He's back up on his feet. Hey, guys, we got a ball game here. It's 14-6 yeah. here with two minutes left to play. Marion Central came back, and they showing great heart, some great throws, some great catches, put a great drive together, and here we are soon to be, hopefully, 14-7. Uh, to 7. They come out with uh, that extended in split formation where all the line is off to the left and just the snapper and the kicker is off to the right. They shift to the normal field goal set now, and here we got Paul with the play-by-play. Kick is up. Matt Darbro is perfect on the year on extra points. He gets another one right there. 
And Marion Central cuts that lead in half. It's now a 14-7 Carmel Corsairs lead. Life changes, so does your need for life insurance. People buy houses, have more children, get married, change jobs, go into business. Life insurance isn't a one-time purchase, and Catholic Financial Life will be there for you every step of the way. Why not look at life insurance from an organization with the same Catholic values that you have? Call Matt Tomlinson, an advisor with Catholic Financial Life. Call 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. You are listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Radio, Antioch, Illinois. It was nice uh, after that last score to hear Marion Central playing uh, the victory march from Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame may have had some indiscretions in the minds of faithful Catholics in recent history, but the song still means a lot to Catholic uh, school kids. Absolutely. I had a, a friend of mine who used to play for the, the Bears, uh, also at the Packers, Jim Flanagan, that played for Notre Dame. We played against in high school, much like this, nights like this. We would meet in the middle of the line, and I never had to get carted out, but I think he got carted out. So if you're listening, Jim, I'm sorry about that, buddy. Hey, and speaking of the Bears, we had Pat McKenzie up here in the booth uh, last week. Uh, it was great to have him and, and great representation and great donor. Uh, so we thank him for being up here. And if you're listening out here, Pat, it was great to see you again. Zaire Barnes fielded that kick at the 20-yard line, getting up to the 27-yard line as he had nowhere to go from the onslaught of Marion Central tacklers. So the Corsairs will start from their own 29-yard line here with just under two minutes left to play, but they do have all three timeouts in their back pocket. Well, this is very, very big for Marion Central here. They got to put up some defense. They got to make some plays. If they can get a four and out here, uh, that would put them, you know, right in touch, maybe for a score before half, but it would give them the momentum coming back out for the second half. Handoff to Tramill and a flag on the play as he spins to the 31-yard line, a gain of about two up the middle. Yeah, that's the spot where you're going to get a holding call most likely. Uh, one of those offensive linemen got his arms wrapped around somebody, it looks like. You know, offensive line is not a job that uh, people volunteer for typically, huh? It, it's one where the coach says, you're a big, strong guy, we, we need you. Well, it's one of those positions where you you like to go out and fight and wrestle, and you do it every single game, every single snap. The workhorses are the offense, defensive linemen, and all these skill players, which I love because they're great athletes, get to play behind us and do their thing. Indeed. I was talking to uh, Jason Spire, who's one of the assistants on Carmel, and his son John is the center for Carmel, and I think ideally he'd love to play a different position, but it's an army and you go where you're told. And offensive line, boy, they're really the uh, backbone of a football team. So 137 left to play here in the second quarter, a 14-7 Carmel lead. It's first and 19 from their own 20. In motion, Tramil hand up off the middle. Kearney looks like the ball might be on the ground. Marion Central comes up with it. It's a turnover. And the Hurricanes have the ball with great field position just outside of the red zone and a chance to tie things up here late in the second quarter. Last week, uh, Carmel had the same problem with that exchange between their fullback. Sometimes the quarterback will ride that fullback and not make a decision. He has to either give him the ball or take it out and go to his next read. He, he held it on his hip, 
somebody lost it, and there it was on the ground, and now you have an opportunity where it's first and 10 at the 20-yard line going in to their end zone. So that was Jake Ball picking up the fumble here with a minute 23 left. So they'll start from their, the Corsair's 21-yard line. Hand up up the middle. Nemesek, he's got wide open room to the 10, to the outside. Touchdown, Brian Nemesek for the Marion Central Hurricanes. Oh, my and, goodness, folks. I wish you were here. What an atmosphere this is. We're dealing with 13 to 14. Carmel's ahead with the extra court to come. They have 116 left to halftime, and Marion Central tied it up, made this a ball game to watch and to listen to. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Tell them to listen to WSFI 88.5 for great Catholic football game. So Matt Darbro, he hasn't missed yet on an extra point attempt as the Hurricanes will now into formation up the middle. Ball snapped. Darbro's kick is up, and it is good. He remains perfect on the air on extra point attempts, and we're tied at 14. Ball, somebody made a play. Somebody made a play on that defense, got that ball squirming out of there. They recovered it. One play, they come back and score. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Here goes that victory march again. Marion's <laughs> crowd is into it, and uh, Carmel it looked like, you know, it was going to be a good night and what have you. And now it's anybody's ball game, and it's uh, clearly there's momentum's on Marion's side. And uh, look forward to the second half. I got to give credit to uh, Marion's quarterback. I mean, they stuck with it. They stuck with the passing game a little bit. They made some uh, great receptions. Some receivers held onto the ball. And all of a sudden, now we're at 14-14 with a minute 21 left. So they stuck with their offense. The coach stuck with their guys. And here we go. They're fighting as a group to get back in this ballgame. So the Hurricanes get set to kick off here with a minute 16 left in the second quarter. Corsairs still have all their timeouts. So enough time left on the clock for them to try and strike back and get that lead. But they will have the Green. kickoff for, to start the second half. So it's Julian at the eight-yard line takes it, it all the way to himself up to the 40-yard line. The ball gets out. It's loose. I don't know. That might have been a ground cause fumble, but it's yeah, either way it's recovered by Carmel. Ball. Great run there by Brian Julian, the kick returner for the Corsairs as he's able to gun up the field about 35 yards. Stopped in Corsairs territory, but that one was almost uh, all the way. He had one man to beat. And credit to that defensive player uh, on Marion Central because he grabbed him by the shoestrings there, got him down, and prevented a touchdown on that play. A Great minute, special teams play by the Corsairs. A minute seven left to play here in the second quarter. Carmel with great field position there at their own 42. Got a little delay here going on. I think they're trying to get the clock right, the refs. And the ball is set. We're ready for action. Tremel in motion. Snap. Sturzel handing off up the middle to Kearney. And he gets to the 45-yard line, a short gain. Clock continues to run. And now timeout finally called here at 102. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. 
and the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field and dinner with keynote speaker, His Excellency George Rassas, Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on events. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org, then events. What a great so, night here at Marion Central. We got 102 left to play in the half. 14-14. The ball's on the 45-yard line of Carmel, and they got about 55 yards to go. I've seen stranger things happen. A lot of time left and a lot of timeouts yet to spare here. So this may take a while, but uh, hopefully we'll see some action. Well, we've seen them throw the ball a couple of times so far this game. We'll see if the passing game for the Corsairs comes into effect here. Tremill in motion. Sturzel dropping back. The lefty gunning deep, looking for a receiver. It was Chenille Green, way overthrown, though, incomplete. Mark, don't they have this very large receiver that's very tall? Was that... Uh... Carmel, who's got the 6'3 guy? Uh, That's Chenille Green. That's Chenille yeah, Green. Yeah, Green is our, is our big guy. But a, a couple weeks ago, we were at, against uh, Notre Dame. He's got the 6'6 six, six, uh, tight end. Okay. Or last week, they were. St. Viter with uh, Cole Komet, the Notre right, Dame bound right, tight end. Right, right. Just announced as an All-American. Oh, double, double reverse right there. Tramil running to the far side, getting around the 45-yard line and out of bounds, just shy of the 50-yard line. Very smartly stepped out of bounds, saved the clock, but it's going to end up now fourth and about six. Uh, I would punt this ball away. So the punt unit out for the Corsairs. 50 seconds left to play here in the second quarter. Jared Churak will be back deep for the Hurricanes. Now this is a beautiful situation because anything can happen on these special teams. Ball can be caught, poked out, and they're down at the five-yard line. Helen's kick, a line drive, bounces just shy of the 30-yard line and rolls all the way inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. And the Corsairs will just let the whistle blow as they want to burn as much clock as they can here with 39 seconds left. In the first half. Well, I think if you're Marion Central, you want to get out of this half at 14-14. You don't want to make any mistakes here with your back against the end zone. So I don't I don't think they're going to do much. Maybe a couple runs up the middle. No timeouts will be expended. And I don't think Corsair is going to stop the clock at all either. Carmel will receive the second half kick. Well, you never know. They could go long. We've seen this season Mike Maloney has surprised us with some of the play calling that they've done. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they try and pull something deep here. Maybe maybe, maybe run it on the first play, call a timeout, throw deep for the second play. I don't know. Hook and ladder maybe? Yeah. Or perhaps maybe just play conservative and just, just run the clock out. A couple runs like up the, the middle. Three receivers on the near side. Handoff coming to the outside. Nemesek gets to the 25-yard line go. to the 30 oh. and wrapped up and brought down on the play number 55, by Jake Serwin. And number three. A number three kid. I don't know. He... Yeah. <laughs> 33 seconds. 
A.J. Golombeski, the quarterback for Marion Central, throwing. Boy, and you're right. He's still throwing the ball. Incomplete stops the clock. Uh, Underthrown on that pass, a little hook there. I think they're setting up for the hook and ladder on the outside. But we'll see. they got to get this ball down uh, the field. A nice 20, 30-yard play would put them close to field goal range here with 26 seconds left to go. Well, it should be noted on that short pass that was incomplete on first down to Wyatt Aw was thrown by A.J. Golombeski, who's now our near side receiver. Gavin Scott is now back in the game. Three receivers on the far side. He's got room. Now he's running, trying to escape Sirwin. Rolling. Short dump pass to Wyatt Aw. Gets to the 40-yard line and out of bounds. Stops the clock at 14 seconds. Well, I know we're in Illinois, folks, but that was Brett Farbish. He yeah. flipped the ball over the defensive player's head, almost like a little shuffle pass, kind of like Favre used to do in the end zone to Chamorro back in the day. It's a little Green Bay Packers history for you. Sorry for, uh, you know, the Packers reference, you Bears fans out there, but we'll we'll meet on the field coming up here pretty soon. Well, some of our listening range is in Wisconsin. That, That is true. That is true. But, you know, I'm in Illinois, and I have to get out of Illinois tonight yet, so I I don't want to get stopped by the sheriff or anything. No, no. Or any deputy Actually, the sheriff out here uh, used to work for Lake County as well, and he was elected sheriff uh, just this last Is he a Packer fan? Two years ago. I would assume he's a Bears fan. Then I don't care. (laughs) He's a displays guy. But, Father, I'm looking at the WSFI banner in the end zone, 88.5, and I agree, the radio... And Savad, 88.5, clearly goes into Wisconsin. It's a beautiful. It goes all the way to Milwaukee. I need a little booster across Milwaukee, though. It's hard to get it where I live. First down and 10, just under 15 seconds left to play here in the second quarter. Marion Central from their own 41. Now in motion, Peterson, Scott. Hands off to Nemesek. Wide open room on the left-hand side. Nemesek crosses the 50 to the 45 and brought down at the 42-yard line. Eight seconds left. I'd imagine that Marion Central will burn one of their timeouts. Now, guys, you were talking about the uh, the Bears and the Packers, and I uh, just want to remind everyone that there is that, that fall benefit, the fifth annual fall benefit hosted by WSFI 88.5. Uh, you can get tickets uh, in the silent or live auction. Uh, to the Bears-Packers matchup at Soldier Field. So for those of you interested in uh, in contributing to a, a very good cause as well as uh, getting some some seats to that Bears-Packers game, be sure game to... When the Bears-Packers at Soldiers? It's two weeks, isn't it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's coming up pretty soon here. First down and 10, eight seconds left. Scott throwing deep right-hand side for Patsy Riccardi, and that's out of bounds. Well, Incomplete. Have to take a shot at the end zone. They got three... Seconds left, so they're going to be running. Guess what play? The Hail Mary on the Feast of the Holy Rosary. Hey, they may get this. They may get yeah. this if they're going to run the Hail Mary play on the Feast of the Holy Rosary. Both Catholic teams. Right. Uh, right. This is going to be, I'm kind of excited, folks. Yes. Right here. All right. Let's get it going on. I want to see the Hail Mary. So looking to air it out with three seconds left. This should be the last play of the first half. We're tied at 14. That's right. Anything that draws attention to our mother. Amen. Three receivers on the near side. Scott gets the snap, rolling back. He's at his own 45. Now escapes a tackler at the 50, throwing deep and overthrown, possibly looking for Blake Peterson. That'll do it for the first half. What an arm. 
Corsairs scored the first two. One in the first quarter on a Strutzel 21-9-yard run. That made it 7-0. Then in the second quarter, it was a 7-yard run by Zaire Barnes. About halfway through, that made it 14-0. Then it was a Brian Nemesek run late in the second quarter. That made it 14-7. After a Jake Ball fumble recovery, another 21-yard run by Brian Nemesek for his second touchdown. Made it 14-14 at the 116 mark of the second quarter. Guys, your thoughts on what you saw in that first half? Well, great effort on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'll tell you what, Marion Central really picked it up on defense in the second quarter. Uh, got some stops in there um, and shut Carmel down and allowed themselves to get back in this ball game by a couple big plays. One on defense with a strip uh, and maybe an exchange difficulty where they got the ball for their second score on about the 25-yard line and brought it in one play, tied this ball game up. Great effort on both teams. This is a great game to coach. So I look forward to see what kind of adjustments the coach do at halftime and see what these boys come out and do in the second half. Mark? Yeah, I agree. It was really a tale of two halves. Carmel moved the ball wonderfully at the start, uh, played great defense, and then a couple mistakes led to Marion scores. But, uh, you know, that Paul, that quarterback from Marion, He's got a heck of an arm. That incomplete pass he saw at the end, I mean, it really literally is an NFL arm. I mean, that guy, he could throw the ball very, 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 very nicely. And, uh, you know, who the heck knows what's going to happen in the second half. Well, that last ball was thrown a little short, it looked like. But it traveled 40, 45 yards in the air for a high school kid to do that on a rope. Uh, that's yeah. that, I would be recruiting him for my pitcher for my high school baseball team as well. So it looks good. Again, we're at halftime here, 14-14, Marion Central and Carmel Catholic. Uh, what a great game we're seeing here. And if you're in the area, come down here to Woodstock, Illinois, and check us out. Come to the game, and it's a great time for these boys. Just, uh... Yeah. Well, we did name a WSFI uh, Player of the Week. Uh, Jake Ball got honored with the award. I don't know if I have the interview that I had with him. Oh, yeah. We're still live. Yeah, right now we're watching here at uh, Woodstock. We're, we're watching the dance team. So Quite. let me just give a plug out there. Uh, we love our priests, Catholics. We, we want vocations to the priesthood. We have a wonderful, uh, faithful priest who was a football player that's doing the game. So Brian Keller, part of the Keller clan, nine children. Uh, Al Salvi's uh, wife, Kathy Salvi, Al, the big politician from Illinois, who's Opus Day, you know, and, and uh, brought up a, an Italian beef up here for father. And we just want to make sure that you're taken care of. And that looks wonderful. Hey, you said he's got nine kids. Does he got any boys? Oh, well, he's part of nine, but he's uh, he's got Ben Keller, who's out here playing defensive well, end for wonderful uh, because Marine I'm Central. not I'm not just a priest for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. I'm also a recruiter for the priesthood all times. So if those boys want to become seminarians and, and maybe think about the priesthood, we encourage that every day. What a great life it is to serve the Lord at the altar and uh, help the people of God find their way to his love. I'll, I'll plug it in a second. So tonight again, we're at 14-14. What a great game tonight. Uh, Carmel Catholic and Marion Central here. We're at halftime. It is homecoming 
uh, for Marion Central. Uh, they're lining up here for the King and the Queen announcement, and this was always a wonderful thing. You might see some football players come out. The coach never lets the, like, let them out of the locker room for this kind of stuff because they want to concentrate on the game. But this is a big school event that happens every year, and it's great for the teenagers. It's, it's that appreciation. You vote for your friends and that appreciation of who you are in relationship with. So that's what we're all about at the Catholic schools and, and Catholic education is trying to teach kids how to have relationships, how to be stewards of the gospel in their, you know, in those great relationships they have, they learn how to love through their parents, through their siblings, through their friends. So we pray for them and, and this weekend a homecoming, and I hope they have a great weekend. And uh, Anything to say, Mark? Oh, I, I agree. You know, be safe. And the beauty about football and the Catholic spirit as I, I see it is that fear is really something that uh you know i think satan wants us to be in fear and football really helps in overcoming those fears and helps to develop you know young warriors and our culture and our, our world desperately needs them so it's a it's, all, it's just a great place to be around so right now they're giving some uh, awards to the alumni here at marion central and uh, they're giving some old baseball players some awards, and they got some other alumni. So what a beautiful uh, time to share those uh, with the Catholic schools and to see the kids out here looking at the alumni, the old, the old guard coming back and celebrating what they do here at, at Marion Central. Right now we're trying to queue up for you the interview with the player of the week. And we're having a little technical difficulty, so hopefully you'll stay with us and you don't get sick of my voice. I might have to do one of my homilies or something like that to keep people interested. Maybe they'll shut me off. I don't know. Or we could abuse the Bears a little bit more. I'm okay I went with last, that always. I, went, I was down there last weekend, tailgating and all. Tried to chase down Joe May, who's a professor at uh, Carmel Catholic and also in the broadcast booth for the Carmel home games. And his tailgate is supposed to be legendary, but I couldn't find him. Father, you got to try that Italian beef. It's from Joe's Place in Marengo. want to hear your reviews on it. Well, and, uh, it's kind of hard to talk on the radio with a bunch of beef in my mouth. So yeah. once we get this queue up, I'm all ready. But okay. I'm all ready to take it on. All right. Uh, you know, I, I once walked into uh, a little restaurant in the Green Bay area, and it's called Shoots. And a shout-out to those guys. But I'll tell you what, they got the best hamburgers around. And I went in there, and I... I said to the waitress, I was with some friends of mine, I said, I'll take one of those those double bacon cheeseburgers. And she looked at me and she said, that's a very big burger. And I said, ma'am, I'm not afraid of anything alive. I'm not going to fear now something that's dead. <laughs> so How does that Krolls? You ever try those? Well, I, I like them. I, I li Krolls is good. But I like a burger where it's so pink in the middle that a good vet could heal it. You know what I mean? A uh, little blood coming out, uh, beautiful thing, and, and we got some great beef and some great things up there. I think we got this queued up for the player of the week. Yeah, so this is uh, head coach Mike Maloney for the Marion Central Hurricanes talking about Jake Ball, who actually uh, came up with a big fumble recovery that set up the second score for the, the Hurricanes. Here's uh, Mike Maloney about Jake Ball from the Hurricanes. All right, that was head coach Mike Maloney on Jake Ball, the SFI Player of the Week. And, of course, uh, Jake Ball, you know, I was asking Mike Maloney about just the impact of Jake Ball on this team. 
And uh, already, you know, we've seen it come into play in this game, you know, getting that big fumble recovery late in the second quarter, uh, deep into the uh, Hurricanes territory. And uh, that set up the second score as Brian Nemesek, one play later, was able to take it to the house 21 yards and tie this game up. Paul, did you interview the uh, Player of the Week for Marion? I did interview Jake Ball. I'm trying to get that that interview up right now. Um, you know, Jake uh, Jake was very modest about the award. Uh, he, he had a brother that went here and played quarterback, who now actually I believe is playing at Miami of Ohio. And uh, just uh, kind of a, a family legacy of sorts here. Uh, so, yeah, we got here's uh, Jake Ball. Back here from George Harding Field. We're back here from George Harding Field in Woodstock, Illinois. It's a 14-14 game here on homecoming night at Marion Central. Tie game between the Carmel Corsairs and the Marion Central Hurricanes. And of course, coming into this game, both teams tied with 3-3 three and three records. So really important for whoever gets this win tonight kind of puts themselves in a good position to try and get into the playoff picture. You need a 6-3 and three record to guarantee a spot in the IHSA playoffs. So a win tonight would push a team ahead that way. A loss doesn't necessarily take you out of the playoff spot, as a 5-4 and four record could still get you in and put you on the bubble. Right. I would say, you know, historically 5-4 and four on strength of schedule of the ESCC, you're in. And I think with these two teams, you know, the, certainly Carmel, the games that they played uh, in the, their schedule, I, I think they're in at five and four. But you're right. Why roll the dice? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, and this is a big one here is it's a tough road ahead for for both schools next week. Marion Central on the road at Notre Dame. Then they wrap up their season at St. Patrick. Meanwhile, Carmel, I know they end their season against uh, Bennett. I'm trying to remember who they have next week, but it's on the road either way yeah, for St. Patrick's. In the, yeah. It's uh St. Patrick yeah. at St. Patrick, and then uh, and then they end the season at Bennett. Of no, course, St. Patrick having those actually, uh, Saturday games at, at Baker Stadium. At Baker, yeah. Oh, it's it's in yes. Carmel. Okay. Yeah. So that's a misprint on the IHSA website. Thanks. I, I was confused as to why they were playing the remaining games on the road, but that makes sense. Okay. So it's still yeah, a actually, tough road Paul, ahead. Paul, they had six home games this year. Carmel. Six. Home, wow. See that a lot. Okay. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Yeah, guys, I'll tell you what. I just had an Italian beef that would knock your socks off. These guys watched me inhale it. They still got very big eyes. I've seen, and, and Mark was here, and he was kind of shivering, and he was saying, wash your fingers, Father Mike. He <laughs> thought I was going to gnaw him off. That Italian beef was great from Joe's place. Uh, what's that city? Marengo, Illinois. Thanks for sponsoring the alumni tonight. Uh, did a great job with the food. Thank you very much. Well, that's a plug if I've ever heard one right well, there. Well, hey, when they give me free food, you know, <laughs> you, you always give a big guy free food and he's going to love you. It's an exciting I, uh, night here on Homecoming Night. Nails Italian beef from Chicago. Uh, not yet, not yet. No. But we can't give free advertising. They no, pay for that, right, you know. Right, they, right. they pay for that. So, <laughs> actually, uh, but if you're listening out there in Chicago, you know, Al, you might want to have send right. one up. Chris is uh, <laughs> he's a neighbor of a, of a friend of mine, and uh, so he had, he has my picture in this place. 
Apparently, the city of Chicago came through, and uh, it was I think it was a tax issue, and he took down my picture, and he took down uh, Peter Roskam's, any uh, Republican picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, yeah. little biased there. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to break out a little bit, you know, get you people out there that are listening to say a little prayer for the people in the hurricane uh, down in Florida. I've, I've heard that on the East Coast, it's pretty rough, a lot of flooding. People are staying home. A lot of people evacuated, but say a prayer for the people struggling, the people suffering tonight and tomorrow through the East Coast, Lower East Coast of this country. Also on the West Coast, if you don't know what's going on, they've been having tremors out there in California in the L.A. basin for about four days. And they're talking evacuations, too, because they've never seen anything like this, where tremors would start without a, a bigger earthquake. Uh, you know, they're 3.8, 3.94 around that area, but it's scaring some people out there. So if, if you can, guys, you know, just pause a minute, ask for the Lord's mercy, his love, and ask him to depart his angels, dispense his angels upon those situations and, and be there with the people, you know, out of your own love. For your family, your friends, those that struggle, it's tough when we suffer. And there's a lot of people suffering in our country tonight. So let's keep them in prayer if we'd bow our heads. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask your grace, your mercy, your love upon those that are suffering tonight in the East Coast and the West Coast. And we ask you, Lord, to bring them your love, your comfort, and through the charity of men and women's hearts, to bring them what they need to survive and also to come back from these tragedies. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father, for uh, for pointing that out, thinking about those people out there. They're even talking about another hurricane coming to the uh, the southeast as well, trailing uh, Hurricane Carolina. Matthew. So, yeah, I think there's another one out in uh, the Atlantic Ocean that's kind of trailing it right now. I don't know if it's going to hit land uh, anytime soon, but they're just getting pummeled down in the southeast right now. Well, they're saying on the Weather Channel that that, that hurricane's going to get hit a little higher, so Florida might be spared, but the Carolinas may not be and i think it's julia or something on uh, that nicole that is it yeah. nicole yeah. yeah uh well i don't like nicole right now because she's causing a lot of problems down there so uh, all you nicoles out there I'm, I'm totally teasing but uh pray for the people please do and keep them in your prayers throughout the day well i want to kind of shift gears here lighten the mood just a little bit uh, i want to thank anyone that's joining us uh as there's a there's a big baseball game going on tonight as the the playoffs have just gotten underway uh, last I'd heard, the Cubs and Giants are scoreless in the third inning. And uh want to thank you for joining us here for some Catholic high school sports. And if you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high school teams and their sports programs, uh, consider sponsoring these broadcasts. WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game. And we reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts of northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us at info at WSFIRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Well, what a, go ahead, Mark. Just give a plug to uh, Carmel's WSFI Player of the Week. And this week there were two because two uh, host schools uh, – sharing the, the broadcast and what have you. It was Nick Snarsky, who plays both ways, primarily a defensive uh, lineman, also a, a wonderful you know, young uh, fellow, senior, somebody that uh, put on a lot of size over the years, was a small kid for the first few years at, at Carmel and is a lot bigger now, and he's been active on both sides of the ball and very deserving. 
say a six foot five, 200 pounds. That's uh, that's definitely uh, a size adjustment right there for uh, for Snarsky going into his senior year. So uh, I don't know if you had, did you have a chance to, to talk to him this week uh, about the award? I did, you know, because it, it's this is Catholic radio and in WSFI, we're Catholic based. I try to bring it back to his faith in, in uh, you know, and ask him about his uh, his prayer life and what have you. And, and Andy Biddle picks the award recipient. He's just done a great job. I mean, these are great, great people. Uh, Zaire Barnes was our recipient last week. Um, he attends a, a, not a, a Catholic church, but a Christian church, and is just an awesome kid also. So they've all been just really, really good people, and it gives you great hope for the future. Well, if you didn't know, it was law enforcement weekend, or uh, Friday night last week at uh, Carmel, and they even honored our own sheriff here, uh, yeah. Mark, and and he was out. You were out there with the coin flip, you and I Pat was. McCaskey, and what a great night that was. I I drove into Carmel High School grounds, and all I seen was blue lights, flashing blue lights. There was a great contingency of of sheriff's department, law enforcement, first responders, and we want to take a shot, a time to shout out to you. Thank you for listening. And thank you for what you do. You're the first line of defense, and you protect us all. And we do love you out there, and we are praying for you. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, on behalf of the law enforcement community, really, I, I think, Father, you set a great example just praying. I mean, you know, and this whole uh, hurricane and what have you, you know, a lot of people getting into the whole debate about global warming and what have you. I mean, Catholic, we don't have to believe in the whole global warming, but we're called to be good stewards. And regardless of that, we're, called, we're good stewards of the earth we're called to be, and we're called to pray for those in need. And clearly those people are in need. And drop your polit- politics for a minute and pray for those that are It doesn't matter. You know, we are, uh, we're all people of God. We're all created by God. And the thing is, it doesn't matter religion or creed or race or anything like that. We all are in the love of God. Nothing can separate us from that love. And, you know, we got to do our due portion of you. When we're aware of our faith, when we're aware of how good God is to us, even those that don't realize, that have not felt, felt God's love yet, we have to pray for them. And we have to pray for our enemies and those that hurt us and wound us because, you know, God forgives us every single day. You know, when we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, we ask for forgiveness. God's there for us. We have to be there for others when they ask for forgiveness. And we even have to forgive them without them knowing. And the great way to do that, as a sign of that is if you're will if you're willing and can pray for someone that has hurt you that's a great sign of that forgiveness is in your heart because you love that soul you love that person and you want them to have salvation so uh, what a wonderful thing that is and, and keep people in your prayer that you struggle with that you're that you're mad at and those that have wounded you and I think you know you're only going to have good things coming back at you and that's God's grace and God's love so um, Stay focused out there on our on our faith, and, and God will take care of us. Amen. And, you know, Paul, in the end, it's a football game, you know, and, <laughs> you know, we're here. And, and I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I would take this over the Cubs any day, and I always get uh, weirded out by people where their, their sports teams become a religion, what have you. And yeah. At, at, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just a game, you know. It's, it's just a game. Uh, sports shouldn't run your life, you know. And there's something special about, you know, we're here doing a Catholic football game, two great schools. We're sharing the microphone with a Catholic priest that played college football. And uh, we're rooting for, for separate teams. But at, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to thank God that we had this opportunity and this experience. 
Well, one of the things that I always realized is um, I did a conference, uh, listened to Stephen Covey one time. He, he wrote the book, Seven Very Successful Habits for Very Successful People. And one of the things that really astounded me is he came up to me and he says, are you the football player? And I said, yeah, I, I played football. And he says, I just wanted to meet you. And I, he says, you, you, you can be a great priest. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, if you put it as much energy as you did to train your body, put yourself in the right position, and you put that energy into priesthood, you will be a great priest. And I always took that with me. Athletics teaches us a lot of things in life. And if you can focus and succeed, that becomes your success model of life. And it can serve you in everything you do. So being a student athlete, being a football player, being a volleyball player, whatever sport it is, and you're putting in the work, it's a teaching mechanism to put that work into anything that you want to do, any goal that you want to achieve. And I'll tell you what, you put the hard work in, you can do just about anything in this life with God's help. Covey, is uh, is he a Mormon? I'm not sure what he is. I never asked him his religion. They had him speaking at our seminary uh, when I was out at Mount St. Mary's Seminary. It was a great call because uh, his book is wonderful, and he's one of those those guys that really – kind of it transcends any yeah faith. I, I i agree and i think the book is terrific and they have his leadership clinics what i like is that you start with the end in mind you you envision your funeral and that's a beautiful way for us all to contemplate our life here we go paul you ready well, oh yeah i'm ready i got a couple of scores uh before we start here uh halftime between bennett and juliet catholic bennett with a 28 to 7 lead over the hilltoppers and uh notre dame having uh they're up 13-0 on Marion Catholic. So just a couple uh, couple of scores around the ESCC for those of you listening. Trying to get the uh, score as well. The only other game in action is Marist against Nazareth. And after three quarters, Marist with a 30-14 lead over Nazareth. And that leaves uh, the only other game. St. Patrick is hosting St. Viator tomorrow afternoon. So second half about to be underway. Marion Central kicking off to the Carmel Corsairs. Just waiting for the clock to continue ticking down. 20 more seconds. Looks like the teams are ready and we just got to get the clock catching up to us, right? The the formalities here of... uh, What a great game so far. And it has been a game that uh, uh, has met all of our expectations. We got a little uh, announcement here. Paul's going to run that for us. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday, or do you plan on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, when you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company, call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. The kick is up in the air, taken at the 30. Out of the hands. Does Marion Central have it? We'll see what the call is. It looked like it was just out of the hands of Chenille Green, who was on the return team for the Corsairs, and it looks like he did come back up with it. So some excitement to start the second half, although the Corsairs do end up with the ball on the receiving end, on the receiving team. Very high kick, about 30 yards in the air. But it went, you know, 30 yards up in the air as well. Hard time receiving it. Bounced off his knee. Got on the ground. He was able to jump on top of it before Marion Central 
got a chance to grab that ball. Kept his head in the play, huh, Father Mike? Absolutely. So first down for the Corsairs at their own 30-yard line. Tramill in motion, hand up off the middle. Kearney gets to about the 37-yard, I'm sorry, the 33-yard line. Short gain on the play, and we're underway here in the second quarter, or third, second half. Marion Central playing a 4-4 defense there. Their end crashed on the end to kind of plug up that hole, and that's why they only got three. Uh, but they had a nice block in there, but that was spoiled by the defensive end. So second down and seven from the 33. One lone receiver on the far side. Now Miles Tramill in motion. Hand off to Kearney inside, up the right hash mark. No keeper by Strutzel, faked me out. Strutzel gets to the 40-yard line and should get the first down. Well, Paul, you're a constant professional, but I'll tell you what, that triple option is hard to read from up here across the field and seeing where that ball really is. He was kind of shuffling and doing a dance there, kind of faked the pitch and then cut it up. But he got that first down, and, and, and credit to him because that was a wonderful play. So it's a fresh set of downs for the Corsairs at the 41-yard line. 11 minutes left to play here in the third as we're just underway in the second half. Barnes in motion, but that one over to... Well, I didn't see if it, it was definitely handed off. It wasn't Strutzel. I thought it went to Kearney. Short gain there. And the ball carrier was Kearney. It's that triple option once again. I just can't follow it. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of motion going on in the backfield before the play. Uh, and, you know, he's crossing that threshold of where the quarterback is in the shotgun position when that ball is snapped. So it can be so quickly handed off to that reverse back, too, uh, in that option. Second down and eight from the 43-yard line. Tramil in motion. Strutzel pitches outside of Tramil past the 40 to the 46-yard line. It's a big gain right there of about five yards. And that was a shame because he had a lot farther to go if he would have pinned that guy inside because he had a whole sideline there and a long way to go on that sideline because no one was there. Great play by that defensive back to pin that back inside. Sets up third down and four from the 47-yard line. Corsairs looking to cross the 50 and start this second half with a lead. They did have a 14-0 lead at one point in time late in the second quarter before Marion Central was able to score on a pair of Nemesek touchdowns. Kearney gets the ball. Fumbles. That one picked up by Riley Lambert, spinning at the 40 and down. Looks like it was Josiah Kearney not being able to hold on to the ball. Possibly knocked out by Steve Pinter on the defense. And Marion Central... Gets the takeaway and gets great field position starting from the Carmel 41. And that was number two on the fumble recovery. Riley Lambert. Riley Lambert. What a great job and a heads up play on his part. Steve Pinter is going to be credited with that forced fumble as he limps to the sideline. Marion Central taking over from the Carmel 41 from the pistol. Handoff inside an Emasek. Skips to the right and is met at the 40-yard line. By a Corsair tackler. And I believe that was George Curran that came up with the tackle. Well, that was number 25. That was Stretzel, too, right? That's his last name? 25? Uh, no, Snursky. Uh, 25 is Snursky. Yeah. Snursky uh, wrapped him up, and uh, then Curran came and cleaned him up at the end. That was a great guy, uh, job by number 25 there, holding that running back to uh, a loss of yard. 
just inside the nine-minute mark of the third quarter. Handoff kept by Scott. Bounces off the line, runs to the outside, inside the 40. Good enough for about a four-yard gain. I'm realizing here they're running a lot of plays under center now. A uh, little different than the first half, different look. Uh, gives them the draw option uh, after the handoff fake. Uh, it's almost like a little double option themselves they're running, kind of throwing that at the defense and giving them a different look, and it's, it seems to be working. we got a third and seven here, but they've been moving the ball so far this half. It makes you wonder about some of the adjustments made at halftime, if that's something that we should be keeping an eye out for. So now we're back in the pistol. Nemesek jumps over to the right-hand side of Gavin Scott. Scott gets the handoff, dropping back, throwing right. Falling down and missing it, Patsy Riccardi, as that one gets past him for an incomplete pass. You know, that was, even though it was behind him, it was a good throw because it was a place where the defensive man could not get to that ball. If he would have adjusted to that ball, I know he's not a college player, he's only a high school player, but that was a heck of an effort by that receiver to try to pull that ball in. Uh, that could be very dangerous for Carmel, that passing game of Marion Central here in the second half. 8.01 left to play here in the third. It's fourth down and seven as the Hurricanes will go for it. Snapped. Scott throwing. Finds Golombeski at the 25-yard line. He fumbles the ball. It was George Kern on the tackle in the strip. A nice play. Who was A that? late flag. They're saying it's Corsair's you know ball. Golombeski did get the catch. Curran ended up with the forcing the fumble. They're very lucky that they did not change possessions on that. Uh, that could have easily been Carmel's ball on that heads-up play by picking up and recovering that fumble. So Marion Central will keep the ball. Thought the Corsairs might have had it. Uh, great, great play. Uh, that was number 11 uh, on, on Marion Carmel. Central. Oh, 11 on Marion Central. It's Radcliffe right. coming up with that with one. A great catch. Handoff now on an end around to Blake Peterson. He gets to the 10 yard line where he is stopped just inside the 10. That looked pretty dangerous uh, situation. He was bent backwards by the defense. Kind of gets up limping, uh, holding his side. That was number. Uh... These guys are popping out there, huh? Yeah, they're hitting. They're hitting. It's inside the 10 yard line, 7 10 left to play. It'll be second and short. Once again from the pistol, Nemesek to the right of Gavin Scott. Now he goes back over to the left. Two slot backs, two receivers on the far side. Now in motion, Peterson. Scott going to keep it himself, running up the middle. Tripped up inside the five-yard line, but should be enough for a first down. Looks like he's down to the three-yard line. That was a good heads-up play. You saw the defensive shift. Linebackers flow out, and he decided to take that right up the middle. A couple steps. Nice play. Keep this drive going. They're on the two-yard line to score. Uh, looks like their momentum did not shift from uh, the second quarter here. They're coming out on the second half, and they're driving the ball down the field. So first and goal from the three-yard line. Marion Central looking for their first lead of the game. Pitch to the outside. Nemesek cuts back around inside. Brought down. Flag coming. Well, they're calling for a touchdown. It looked like he got brought down on the play. Well, this is going to have to be uh, talked about by the officials. The touchdown was uh, signaled by the side judge, but there's a flag on the play, and it came from the backfield of Carmel. That's they got a, a holding. holding. 
holding call here. So it's going to back him up 10 yards from the spot of the foul. Looks like Trey Resetich got a big hit there on Brian Nemesek. I thought he got him shy of the goal line. Said he crossed, but that holding penalty ends up taking it back another 10 yards. Well, you know, that arm that he's got, this quarterback, I mean, this is kind of a nice place to be. And uh, you, you leave yourself a little room. And what happens is you give your receivers some time to run their routes. This could be a very, very easy touchdown here for uh, Marion Central. So first and goal from the 10-yard line. Two receivers on each side of the line. Nemesek in the backfield. Scott dropping back, rolling to his right. Getting back to the 10-yard line. Comes to the outside. He's tripped up. Shoelace tackle on the play by Nick Snarski, the SFI player of the week on the Carmel side. Snarski's a quick player, a really quick defensive player. Yeah, he does have some speed, and he's been flown around the ball uh, later, you know, lately, and he's been on some tackles, and uh, we've seen him here in the, the second half kind of elevate his play. So it looks like he's bringing a, a spark to the Carmel defense here. And let's see if they can shut him down here at the goal line. Carmel with a big defensive stop last week against the Notre Dame Dons led to a 10-8 to victory. Can they do it again? In motion, Peterson, handoff. Right on the inside and stopped at the line of scrimmage. Looked like it was Nemesek. Carmel signaling that they have the ball. We'll see what the call is by the officials. Well, it looks like the forward the forward progress was stopped, so they're going to probably keep that ball going the same way. Um, it's third down. What is it? The six-yard line there? Seven-yard line? Yeah, I think they marked it at the seven-yard line, third and goal. Is this fourth down territory here, or do you uh, kick a field goal to go up for the score? I say take the points. That's just my opinion, especially when you you know that Carmel got a big stop last week against that running attack of the Notre Dame Dons. I think any time that you can take the points and put it on the board, that's the right call. So you got three receivers on the far side, Golombeski on the near side. Scott looking left, throwing deep. That one just out of the hands. Looks like Patsy Riccardi might have been the intended receiver. That's no, Wyatt Awe. And that was, like another, kick. that was another case of hitting him right in the hands and not being able to pull that down. Uh, lost opportunity there. They're going to go for the three instead of going for it on fourth down. Looks like uh, good coverage there, too, by the Corsair defensive back that kind of took away the angle of Wyatt Ott to be able to get a clear look at it. But regardless, it sets up fourth and goal. And Matt Darbro is in to kick a 24-yard attempt. And it's up and good right between the uprights. He kicked it from the near hash mark, and it's a 17-14 Marion lead, their first of the game. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bring quality Catholic and local programs like this all-star Catholic high school game of the week to our community. We can we only can do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885 Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. So the first lead of the game for the Marion Central Hurricanes, it comes 
at the 439 mark of the third quarter on a Matt Darbro 24-yard field goal. I'll tell you what, guys, you know, seeing that first quarter, it's hard to believe that the game is 17-14 the other way after being down 14-0 in the first quarter. So I got to give it out and a shout-out and, and credit to Marion Central here. Chenille Green takes that just inside the 25-yard line, running to the middle of the field and loses four yards on there. Brought down on the play. Number 11. It's again by Bryce Radcliffe. And Nick Tuggle. Oh, Nick Tegman getting the, the stop. Ben Keller, yeah, he's he doesn't he's on the field for a lot. You know, so Carmel's going to have the ball coming out of their end zone here with 4.33 left in the third quarter. Uh, let's see if they can put some together. It's interesting to see if they can get the momentum shift going and if they can maybe get some points on the board. It's been a great game so far, though, guys. It's been a pleasure doing this with you tonight. Likewise. Likewise. 4.33 left to play here in the third quarter. Carmel starts on their own 22. It's going to be a handoff to the outside. He's still going. Is that Zaire Barnes or Miles Tramiel? Miles Tramiel, and he's got speed. He gets it out in open field, and, you know, it was only one to beat him. Tramiel gets a big gain, 23 yards on the outside there. Now, great field position for the Corsairs as they get a new set of downs from the Marion or from their own 46-yard line. What a great run that was! Uh, that's the spark that they needed to put the points on the board to get the momentum moving in their direction. Now we're going to have to see uh, Marion Central put up a defensive stand, and somebody's going to have to make a play. Well, Marion's come up with a few turnovers already, so you know. First down I'm not, and I'm not ten. Hoping, Mark. No, I, I'm not at all. I'm wondering, do you get spooked, uh, Father Mike? You know, when you you turn the ball over a few times and the back to back, start to enter the uh, start to enter the conscience. Yeah, yeah. We had a gain of three on the last play. Uh, Mark was talking during the play-by-play. -play. We'll let him go on this one, but uh, we'll give it back to Paul. What'd you see there, Paul? Uh, it was a handoff to Josiah Kearney up the middle, about a three-yard gain. Now it sets up second and seven at the 50-yard line. 340 and counting here in the third quarter. Two receivers on the far side for the Corsairs, one on the near side from shotgun. Strutzel throwing. Chenille Green wide open, gets it at the 35, dodges two tacklers, going to the far side of the field, to the 30, and taken out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Big play right there as Strutzel finds Green. Mark, that's the first time I've seen Catholic in a couple weeks, or uh, uh, the Corsairs in a couple weeks do that. Last last week they couldn't pass like that. This week they're getting their passing game going. What a great pass. What do you what do you think about their passing game this year? Strutzel has a great arm, as we've seen. You know, I mean, a lot of times I, I suppose if you don't throw the ball that often, the timing can be off. Second down, I'm sorry, first and 10. They didn't reset the clock. Flags everywhere. It's just going to be false start, most likely coming against Carmel. That looks, that looks like before laundry day on my bedroom floor, there's there's things all over the floor here, all over the field. That, that almost looked choreographed, the way that all the flags just kind of came up and down at the same time. I thought it was kind of a parade going on here or something. It was, it was something else. So first and 15 now. As Carmel gets pushed back to the Marion 31, just inside three minutes left to play here in the third quarter, a 17-14 lead for the Hurricanes. 
those 17 points unanswered after Carmel came out with a 14 nothing lead. Looks and like now we, we got, got a timeout Carmel. Timeout taken by Carmel. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. So Carmel's on the move. 17-14 ball game here at uh, Marion Central Catholic High School in Woodstock, Illinois. Home of uh, Puck Semi uh, Phil, right? The the movie oh, Groundhog. Oh, Puck Semi Phil, yeah, Pucks yeah. Tony. Thank yeah. you. Filmed and at the uh, Woodstock Square. Exactly. So uh, Carmel, uh, Marion Central leading 17-14, 2:48 left in the third quarter. Carmel's on the move, and uh, we got to. When we resume, it'll be first and 15 at the 30. Carmel at the uh, their Marion Central 31 yard line. You know, it's funny when I was driving into Woodstock today, I thought I had a deja vu. That's kind of strange that you mentioned that. Uh, you had a uh, groundhog feeling? Groundhog feeling. You know, Groundhog's Day? Yeah. You know, the whole. Bill, Bill Murray, Murray was an alumni of uh, my high school, Loyola Academy. Will Met. A photo opportunity right there. First down and 15 at the 31 yard line. So Mary uh, Carmel uses one of their three timeouts of the second half. Dropping back to pass. Strutzel throwing Ooh, down the middle, and Chenille Green looking for a pass interference. He's going to get it, and Carmel's going to get a new set of downs and better yeah. field position. That was kind of a tandem flag throw, too, as well. We got a lot of laundry on the field. Uh, before that play, you were saying, Mark, uh, Bill Murray, an alumni of your high school, so Loyola Will Matt. Academy, Loyola Academy. Oh, Loyola Academy, Will okay, Matt, okay. Exactly. And uh, he had a brother. I was class of 81 high school. And his brother was a year behind me, uh, Joel Murray, who has also been in a lot of movies and what. So yeah, so Joel had a career there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Biddle uh, teams play hard, and you see that he's not going to let his guys give up. They're fighting uh, right back, and he's going to try what works. And here we're we're trying to pass the ball and mixing it up a little bit, and a, a nice drive. So a good opportunity right now for the Corsairs to answer back to Marion Central, who's put up 17 unanswered points since the late in the second quarter. So they were able to get two touchdowns late before the half and then a field goal by Matt Darbro here in the third quarter. Pass interference against Marion Central here. Drops them back to almost the 15-yard line. Uh, so their back's against the end zone here. And uh, they're going to have to tighten up defensively to try to get this stop against the Corsairs and keep that... Uh, that three-point lead that they got, 17 to 14. First and 10 from the 16-yard line. As Barnes goes in motion, Strutzel dropping back to throw. He's got someone wide open, but it's just overthrown, looking for Noah Thigpen in the end zone. It's incomplete, and that brings up second down. Well, you were talking about Bill Mil- Murray earlier. One of my favorite uh, movies of his um, is the one where, you know, he's the uh, patient and, you know, it's the whole Dr. Marvin scene. Dr. Marvin, Dr. Leo. What Marvin. about Bob? Yeah. What about what about Bob? That's it. Great movie. Great actor around this area and, and props and props to him. Crowd getting into it here in the third quarter. 239 left to play. It's second and 10 in motion. Tramil. It's going to be kept on the fake handoff by Strutzel and he's stopped. About three-yard gain right there. 
Brought down on the play by Patsy Riccardi. Actually, 58, they're going to say uh, Zach Gustafson credited with that stop, the defensive tackle. We're going to have third and four about the nine-yard line, ten-yard line. This will be a big stop for the Hurricane defense if they're able to come up with it. This will be a huge stop if they can hold them to a field goal here. Keep that ball game tied. 2-0-2 left to play in the third quarter. A 17-14 Hurricanes lead over the Corsairs. Corsairs looking to convert on third and five from the 11-yard line. Strutzel from shotgun, throwing up the middle, overthrowing Chenille Green, but there is a flag, and it looks like it might be another pass interference, this time coming against Marion Central. Oh, the crowd doesn't like that one. Terrible call! As you can hear. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can pick that up on your radios there. but I mean, You know, as a father, it's a normal reaction. Uh getting on the refs. I'll tell you, though, I talked to Coach Biddle when we had a couple called back two weeks ago, and he said there were perfect calls the whole game. And I've never heard a coach complain about the officiating because generally when they're at this level, they're going to be pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, last week talking to the St. Vider officials, you know, uh, the the game at at St. Vider, the officials were being complimented by the staff at St. Vider, and the officials said, well, you guys won, so of course you're going to compliment the, the way we called the game. And I said, no, no, I, I cover Marion Central. You guys you guys did call a good game. You, you see, for the most part, you see that they, they rarely make a mistake at this level. Fresh set of downs for the Corsairs. First goal at the five-yard line. Ball snapped. Strutzel handing off to Tramill, and he's jammed up at the line of scrimmage. That sets up second down from the same spot. Now you hear about this running attack, this triple option, Miles Tramill, Zaire Barnes, and really so far the Hurricanes defense has really done a good job keeping them from breaking too many big gains. Of course, there was the 22-yard run by Tramill that set up this drive at the beginning of the drive, but really so far not not too much of a run game so far for the Corsairs. I've been very impressed with uh, Marion's defense thus far. Here with 109, handoff as Strutzel's going to hold on to himself, and he's stopped short of the line of scrimmage. Sets up third down now, as it looks like the Hurricanes are trying to build up a big goal line stand themselves here late in the third quarter. Well, what a great uh, defensive line surge they had. He was tackled behind the line of scrimmage about a half a yard. They got that surge going back uh, into the fullback and then into the quarterback as he was trying to run laterally. Uh, great defensive play by that front line of the defense. Inside, 40 seconds left to play late in the third quarter. It's third down and goal from the five-yard line. Crowd getting into it here at George Harding Field in Woodstock. Snap, Strutzel, pitches to the outside, and Green is brought down for a big loss by Jake Ball back at the 10-yard line. She's all the way down to the 15, so fourth and goal from the 15-yard line. And I'd imagine this has to be a field goal attempt now by the Corsairs. Well, 45, what was his name? Jake Ball. Jake Ball, our Catholic player of the the week here uh, for Marion, he made an excellent play. That play was uh, college-level play. Shot the gap, got rid of his blocker, and grabbed him in the backfield about four or five yards uh, Playmakers, that's what the game's all about. 
So we played through three quarters. We head to the fourth quarter. Marion Central holding on to a 17-14 lead, but we might have a field goal attempt or a go for it on fourth and 15 coming up when we come back. But want to say join WSFI 88.5 FM for the Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown in Libertyville, Illinois, featuring Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priests exorcists who will help us to understand the satanic calendar, our blessed mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Bob Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies, and Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance. For more information or to register for the conference, visit WSFICatholicRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. That sounds like a great conference and, and such an important topic because, you know, we have a lot of wounds in life and those need to be healed for us to be great vessels of the Holy Spirit for God to work through us. It's going to be a 32-yard attempt for Matt Helen. High snap. That snap, one is but it looks up. like he snuck it through the left side of the... Uh, Great nice, kick right uh, there. Yeah. We have a tie ball game, folks, with yeah. uh, 11.54 left in the fourth ga- uh, quarter. What a game this has been. A 14-point lead in the first quarter brought back to a 14-14 uh, tie at halftime, and now we're sitting with a score on each side in the second half. And we're ended up here in the fourth quarter at 17-17 and Carmel about to kick off to Marion Central. Well, let's recap that scoring uh, back in the first quarter at the 8:23 mark. It was actually the, uh, the, the first offensive drive of the game for Carmel. They were able to score on a 29-yard run by Strutzel as he was able to take that all the way himself. That was the only scoring we had back in the first quarter. Second quarter is where we had most of the scoring as it was a seven-yard run by Zaire Barnes at the halfway mark of the second quarter. That made it 14-0. Then late in the second quarter at the 201 mark, a two-yard run by Brian Nemesek put Marion Central on the board. And then at the 116 mark, Nemesek scores again on a 20-yard run as that was set up by a Jake Ball fumble recovery. We went to halftime at 14-14. Then a field goal by Matt Darbro from 24 yards back in the third quarter, and now Helen's 32-yard field goal ties it up. That's a live Short ball. Short kick, and it's a live Carmel. ball. Carmel's got it, unless it went out of bounds. Yeah, They're all the celebrating only... on that side, and it looks like the and Corsairs. Yes, they got it. First down, Carmel at the 33-yard wow. line. What an up! What a great play by that, that young man running that lane realizing that that's a live ball. You got to wonder if that was kind of scripted that way, uh, just drawn up to kind of squib kick it off on the far side like that and maybe take advantage of Marion Central, hoping for a bounce to go out of bounds. But, yeah, you're right, Father. That was a live ball. Corsairs able to take advantage, and now they have great field position as they take over from the Marion 30. I was a little surprised by the hesitation by Marion to cover that football up. He was kind of waiting for it to go out of bounds, and he snagged it right up on the sideline and covered it, and they got the ball. What an up, What a great play. So eight seconds into the fourth quarter, Corsairs with great field position. Strutzel handing off, finding Tramil, who's brought down just shy of the 25-yard line. And now the Hurricanes are saying that they came up with it. But no signal by the official. Gustafson comes out of the pile with it, and it is two straight 
<laughs> turnovers right there as it was Carmel able to get the kickoff. And now on the first play from scrimmage, a fumble sets up Marion Central from the 30-yard line. And, Father, you've got goosebumps. This is a great game, folks. I literally got goosebumps all over my arms. These players are playing so hard, and they're going after that ball. They're ripping it free. What a great game this is tonight. 16 seconds into the fourth quarter, and the Hurricanes will take over at their own 26 from the pistol. Peterson in motion. He grabs the handoff, comes around on the left-hand side, gets past the 30, and is brought down by Zaire Barnes, a gain of about five yards. Yeah, he maybe wanted to take that a little bit outside, but he couldn't get around that blocker, and he had nowhere to go. He was met by three Carmel players on the outside. But, you know, we're looking at a, a second and four here, and that's a, always a good first down run when you can get six yards on your first down play. Second down and three from the 33-yard line. Two receivers on each side. Now Peterson in motion on the near side. Nemesek takes the handoff, goes back up to the line of scrimmage, past the 35, and finally brought down as momentum was stopped. Shy of the first down, it'll set up third and really short. Well, what a what a tough ball game up there for the defensive line and offensive line. That pile met in the middle, and it looked like a rugby scrum there for a minute, and they pushed that forward, and I think... The offensive line uh, won that battle because they moved that ball two yards, almost three yards, to get it a third and a half a yard here. Pistol uh, formation, and three receivers on the outside, Nima second motion, but whistles and flags stop the play. Looks like it's going to be a legal procedure um, or a false start by Marion Central. It is a false start. So now third and one turns into third and six. We have yet to see on this drive a Marion pass with that great arm of their quarterback. Uh, but this would be a situation where you want to bring it in. Uh, maybe get a little out pattern going on here. or They could cross that inside receiver in that slant, which they did on their last set of downs uh, in the third quarter. So third down and six, just over 10 minutes left to play here in regulation. Ball is at the 31-yard line. Scott dropping back, rolling to his right, trying to get rid of one defender, and he's just going to underhand throw that just short. As Nick Snarsky was able to get in there and get Scott to have to throw that ball away, knocking him down. Yeah, it looks like their quarterback has a little quick feed. He was rolling, but if he would have stopped and let that pressure run over the top of him, he would have had a nice seam to the sideline, or he could have pulled up and threw that ball. I think he's a little quick-footed right now. Uh, kind of the pressure of this play is kind of getting to him. It's fourth and six now, and they are going for it, it looks like. But a timeout called, it looks like by Carmel. Carmel using their second timeout of the half. They have one remaining, something to kind of put a pin in for the moment to see if that affects them later in the game as there's only 9.59 left to play in regulation. We do have a great game here, though, tied at 17. I think the timeout was a good call uh, by Carmel to kind of regroup, get everybody back, you know, nobody gets behind you type of situation. And uh, hopefully it works out for them if they have this defensive stand here. 
Life changes, so does your need for life insurance. People buy houses, have more children, get married, change jobs, go into business. Life insurance isn't a one-time purchase, and Catholic Financial Life will be there for you every step of the way. Why not look at life insurance from an organization with the same Catholic values that you have? Call Matt Tomlinson, an advisor with Catholic Financial Life. Call 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Fourth and six from the 31-yard line. On formation, the bad snap, snap goes, goes through his legs. Between Jake's ball's legs, he's got to get back to the 20-yard line. It's going to be a big loss right there, and the Corsairs are going to have great field position to try and retake the lead for the first time since the second quarter. Well, that's a ball that you really want to kick if you get your hands on it. It, it was a low snap right around his ankles. He bent down instead of blocking it, went through his legs, lost about six, and then he tried to run it. If he could have turned around and kicked it, they probably could have got some yardage and passed the 50. But now they're stuck at about the 22-yard line, and the Corsairs don't have far to go to change this ball game into their favor. When you think to just set that sort of decision-making under pressure like that, we haven't really seen Jake Ball have that great of a punt so far on the evening. But, of course, that one getting away from him. Now the Corsairs start from the Marion 21. Tramill in motion. Handoff inside. Josiah Kearney gets a great hole right there to get to the 15-yard line, a gain of six right up the middle. Yeah, that was a great play. Hit that seam perfectly and fell forward into the linebacker, and then it was him against the linebacker. Official timeout on the field. We have a hurt player coming off for Marion Central, and we, you know, say a little prayer for him that he's all right. And that's Riley Lambert, who already picked up uh, a big fumble recovery earlier in this game. As he limps over to the bench on the near side on Marion Central's sideline. Being checked out by the trainers. Sets up second down and four. 9.20 and counting here in regulation in a tie game at 17. Two slot backs, one wide receiver, Chenille Green on the far side. Strutzel gets the snap. Hands off to Josiah Kearney. Brought down just past the line of scrimmage, but should be enough for a first down, if not very close. Sophomore, as I said earlier. Are you enjoying this all-star Catholic high school football game of the week? Did you know that you can listen to it again later on demand? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. Click on Listen, then Programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Listen, then Programming. Yeah, Josiah Kearney, uh, a sophomore who's uh, having his first start on varsity this week, hits the holes in a hurry. He's showing a lot of poise out there. Great hope for Carmel's uh, offense in the future with this guy. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something about that kid. Seeing him run these this last series here, uh, we call that flat backing. And what he's doing is he's he's grabbing that ball, he's putting his head down, you know, eyes up, and he comes and hits that hole with a flat back. He's always going to gain yardage with that kind of head of steam going through the line of scrimmage. So. Great kid, great intensity that he has there. And as a sophomore, he's going to be one to watch in the future. They brought out the chains, and they showed that the Corsairs were able to get enough for a first down. So a new set of downs at the 11-yard line, and the handoff to Kearney, it stopped on a false start against the Corsairs. So coming back now five yards, sets up first and long. Well, first and 15 at the 16-yard line. Um, 
this might be a time to kind of open it up a little bit and go for the pass. Uh, you give your receivers a little uh, time for the routes. You know, you got about 20 yards for them to run that. When you're tight against that goal line, it's pretty tough to get those routes in, and it tightens things up uh, on defense and offense. But this is a great opportunity for the Corsairs here to get a pass off. Of course, we're in the same spot that Matt Helen was able to kick a field goal to tie things up on the last drive. Strutzel gets the snap. Now he's running to the outside, finds a hole inside the 10-yard line and brought down a great run right there by Jeremy Strutzel. And they pick up a lot of that yardage that they lost. A lot of speed with Jeremy Strutzel. Strutzel does have a lot of speed, and he actually was held up because that ball was snapped behind him. He kind of started moving left, and he had to stop, get the ball, because he would, he kind of took off before the ball got to him, and that delayed him a little bit. He could have been on the end zone on that one if he would have got that snap straight up. So under 7.30 left to play here in the fourth quarter. Corsairs looking to retake the lead. It's tied at 17, second down and goal from the seven. Strutzel handing off for, to Kearney. Kearney on Touchdown. his feet in the end zone and dragged down by a couple of Marion Central tacklers. Doesn't matter anyways. The Corsairs strike back and now have a 23-17 lead. Once again from the line of scrimmage, it was like a rugby scrum that was moving. It was almost like a bunch of ants uh, moving a crumb of bread, and it just moved right in the end zone, carried their ball player, they're uh, uh, running back into the end zone, and that was a team score right there. So it's probably the best hole that Kearney's had all night, the longest run. He's, he's able to go seven yards right up the middle, just using his strength. So now a extra point attempt by Matt Helen. That one up and good, and a 24-17 to 17 lead by the Corsairs. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. So I don't know about Kearney this season, but that might be his first touchdown of the season unless... Uh, yes, it would be. His first touchdown on varsity. And, you know, like I said, he's he's looked good. You got to give the credit to Coach Andy Biddle bringing up a sophomore, and he, he does that. And, you know, midseason, we're going to try something new, and uh, you, you play the best hand you got. So, do you know why Tariq Abrams wasn't able to make the start tonight? Uh, Tariq Abrams, I, I'm not sure what the status on him was, but the star, our star, uh, Rondell Jamison, was hurt a few weeks ago. And, and uh, so it's been kind of a running back by committee as they've shuffled different players in at that position and uh well just by kind of just watching them tonight it, it looks like they didn't miss a beat uh you know after losing uh, rondell jameson but it's uh it's been a great running game so far by the corsairs and now they retake the lead 24 17 here with 719 left to play in regulation well it's a wonder if we're going to see the same spirit come out of marion central that we did in the second quarter with that 14-point uh, surge on here's the kick. That one taken at the 20-yard line, trying to find an outside seam. Getting away. He's beat. got open room. He's got to get past Miles Tramil to the 40, just inside the 40-yard line. A great run right there. As that's Jared Shurak able to take it on the lane on the far side. 
Great field position for the Hurricanes to start this drive to try and answer back. And Shurok made that play when Marion Central desperately needed a spark. And there he was rising to the occasion, making a great run, a great move. And he had maybe 35 yards on that, that return. And it puts them on uh, the Corsair's 35-yard line. Great field position for the Hurricanes. 7-11 left to play. They still have all three of their timeouts. They need a touchdown to tie this one up. 24-17 Corsairs lead. So from the pistol, two receivers on the far side. Scott handing off. Nemesek coming around. Got the, the corner. 35-30 to the 25 and taken down at the 20. Out of bounds. Great 15, stop right there. 15-yard carry to the outside. Wrangled down on the sideline. What a great run on first down. And Marion Central is starting to move. They're starting to react. And they're, they're rising to the challenge here of that uh, six-point lead, seven-point lead. As the defensive back, Jonathan Young for the Corsairs, taking them down rodeo style. A new set of downs for the Hurricanes here at the 20-yard line. As Mike Maloney gets off the field, 6.46 left to play. First down and 10. Peterson goes in motion to the far side. Handoff. Nevisek almost drops the fumble, gets, uh, drops the ball, gets inside the 20-yard line. Short game. A well-deserved four yards on that run. A lot of second effort on that. Was jammed up immediately at the line of scrimmage. Slid to his right. Pounded about three yards up the middle. Uh, great run on that. When you can get three yards as a ball carrier on first down, you're doing pretty good. I don't know if you saw the transfer from uh, Gavin Scott over to to the uh, running back Brian Nemesek, but it was almost uh, dropped on that play, but he was able to stay with it. I wonder if that kind of uh, affected him taking his first step, if he could have shot to the gap a little bit quicker. Second and seven. Now Patsy Riccardi in motion going to the far side. Two receivers on each side. Scott. Throwing, looking for Kowalski. Oh. He comes up with the catch inside the, the goal hit. line, just shy by about two yards. As Marion Central getting closer and closer to tying up this game, they'll have first and goal from the three-yard line. There's that arm we've been talking about all night. He zipped in almost like a Packer-esque slant play to the middle. Uh, Popped that pass right down the middle. It was a perfect throw, perfect catch, concentrated on it, pulled it in, and landed at the two-yard line. It is first and goal from the two, and they are threatening to get those seven back and bringing this to a tie ball game once again. 5.31 left to play here in the fourth quarter. Hurricanes looking to tie it up. Scott gets the snap. He's going to take it himself. The pile, does it fall into the end zone? Let's wait for a mark. And the officials Delayed. do not rule a touchdown. As of yet. It'll be second and goal, about an inch away from the goal line. Very, very close to the goal line here. Uh, was that a quarterback sneak or a handoff there? I didn't. It was a sneak. It was a sneak. That pile was moving, but the Corsair defensive line and linebackers hit it hard and stood them right where they stood, or right where they stand and stopped them. We're seeing a great goal line stand in this this effort here by the Corsairs. Under five minutes left. They're going to do it again. Scott trying to get in. Touchdown. Now they rule touchdown. So with 4.38 left to play in regulation, 
Hurricanes get to within one, and an extra point could tie things up. I don't want to jinx them, but Matt Darbro, the kicker for the Hurricanes, has been perfect on the year on extra points. Let's see if he can pull it to a tie game. Two sneaks in a row, and, you know, the effort paid off. It was a good call. The offensive line came to the challenge. Those uh, running backs hit it hard, and they moved that pile into the end zone. Here we are for the point after. So Darbro sets up. Ball is snapped up in the air, and Darbro perfect. remains perfect. And we're tied for the third time this game at 24-24. Do you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high schools and their sports programs consider sponsoring these broadcasts WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game and make these games possible to air sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game we reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts of northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin 24 hours a day seven days a week contact us at info at WSFIRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. want to remind you, you are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. 24-24, 4.38 left. Carmel about to receive the kickoff. I don't know, huh? More goosebumps, Pretty Father Michael. Game. Pretty good ball game. Nice I choice love, of uh, WSFI in terms of a location for this week. I love high school football. There's nothing like it in the world. These kids are battling and battling and battling. 438 left to play in the fourth quarter is 24 to 24. We have a great matchup here. Stay tuned. Uh, we got the kickoff here in about two, three, four seconds. Well, someone will improve to four and three on the night. It's just a matter of who. As Darbro's kick is up and taken Three. at the 22-yard line by Julian. He gets to the outside, finds a seam to the 40, gets to the 50, escapes two tacklers and gets inside the 40-yard line. Great field position for the Corsairs as they break into Marion Central Territory just at about the 37-yard line. He Beautiful went, run. He went 35 yards on that play, that, re, uh, that kickoff. And he went clear across the field, picking his way through, finding holes. That was a great run, season run, and a great special teams effort by the Corsairs here. 4.27 left to play in regulation. The Corsairs only have one timeout. Marion Central with all three. Tie game at 24. Chenille Green, the wide receiver, but it's a handoff to Barnes. Up the middle, Barnes powering his way through. He gets a great gain there of about eight yards up the left hash mark. Sets up second and short inside the 30-yard line. Well, if I was the Corsairs coach here, what I would be doing is I would be trying to run that clock out, keep on moving the ball on the ground, wear the clock down, and don't give uh, Marion Central much time to come back here. Just inside, four minutes left to play. Second down and two from the Marion 28-yard line. Carmel looking to capture the lead. It's tied at 24. Tramil in motion. Handoff. Barnes on the outside. Still up. Gets to the 20-yard line and dives down first for down. a first down. Nice run by Barnes off the left tackle, uh, finding his way to 
kind of meet that outside linebacker head on and dragged him about four yards for the first down. Great run by Barnes. So the Corsairs have reached the red zone. First and 10, 344, and now the clock will continue to run. Tie game at 24. Green, the lone receiver, now in motion. Tramil handoff. Josiah Kearney gets wow. past the line of scrimmage. One man to beat got tripped up at about the 10-yard line, fell to the eight. Another and that nice was run by Kearney. He's really come to live in the second half. I take that back. He's at the 11. That was Anthony Caprilli on the tackle for the Hurricanes, keeping that from being a touchdown as Kearney had a lot of room behind Anthony Caprilli. Second down and one from the 11. Well, this, Three. Is, this is a great position to be. It looks like the, the officials are having a little conference. I don't know what that was. Maybe they're looking at the spot of the ball and the running of the clock. For a moment, it gives a breather to the Corsairs offense. 324 with the clock stopped. And it looks like they're coming to confer over to the coaches on both sides. Well, I kind of thought he was looking for one of those Italian beefs, but, you know, I had one of those earlier. Those were pretty good, and maybe the refs are getting hungry. <laughs> they say, hey, coach, why don't you save one for me? <laughs> Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs, and if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. Well, so I don't now, know what that official uh, uh, stoppage was. It might have been the clock because I've seen it's down to 251 and they started running it early. So inside three minutes left in regulation. It's still tied at 24. Corsair is looking to take the lead. Handoff inside. Josiah Kearney. Gets past the line of scrimmage, a short gain, sets up second down. Actually, no, that'll be a first down. I'm sorry, first down as he's able to get past the first down marker. So first and goal. At the six-yard line, it looks like, and it looks like the clock has stopped for a moment, and now it starts as the officials start the signal of the running of the clock. 150 seconds left on that clock, but that's still plenty of time as Marion Central has all three of their timeouts. Corsairs with just one. We'll see how much time they try to burn trying to get the lead. 24 to 24, fourth quarter, Carmel and Marion Central. Ball is snapped, handoff. Zaire Barnes rolling to the end zone. Touchdown. And he's in for the touchdown. The Corsairs have taken the lead. It's 30 to 24 with 2.07 left. We got a, a reminder to the folks out there listening. There's 2.07 left, but Marion Central has three timeouts, and they've come back from a deficit of 14 nothing. went on a 17-0 uh, run, tied up back at 17. It was 24-24, two touchdowns scored by, or one touchdown scored by each team, and now the Corsairs goes up once again by six, and here's the extra point. Helen has made every extra point attempt so far tonight. The ball is snapped. The kick is up. Perfect. And it's good. It's a 31-24 to 24 lead for the Corsairs. 
What a ball game. Goosebumps on my arms. You can see him, Paul, uh, if, if you can't. Oh, uh, I see him. And this is, this is Catholic football. This is high school football. And this is what it's all about. The fight in these kids is really unbelievable tonight. And it's literally raising the goosebumps on my arm. Uh, it's got to be the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. But these kids are fighting back. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Marion Central comes up in this 207 left to play. Well, they started with great field position the last time around as Jared Shurak was able to take the last kickoff return into Carmel territory. We'll see what the Corsairs are drawing up. As Mark Kern standing here with me, you know, his son's on the field going to be on defense here and he's not saying much because he's got his shirt inside out his pants yeah. inside out <laughs> everything's inside out kind of the superstition going on here kind of right. get these boys rallied from right. the booth what right. do you think mark any Just, predictions you know I, I, paul's not going to want to hear this but i'm going to i'm going to say carmel's going to stop him you know it, as long as they, the kickoff is big carmel's given up some big plays on kickoffs and it, we can keep them back uh, fairly deep. I think we're in good shape. Well, that special teams can always break it open in one play. Here's the play with Paul. So the kick is a line drive and Caprilli going to fake it over to Nemesek. He'll take it himself on the near side. Gets to the 20 to the 25 rolling out of the way of the tackler. He falls down at the 33 yard line. Didn't look like the defender got him. It's actually Wyatt Auk. No, Anthony Caprilli coming in on it. Well, he kind of faked me out on that handoff. That was an awful good fake back there for the reverse on, on the return. And he hid that ball almost like a quarterback would on a rollout uh, to the left or the right, hiding it behind his body. And there wasn't a lot of defenders there that took him down, but the one that he met definitely took him down. 31-yard line is where this Marion Central drive starts from. Scott dropping back, fakes the handoff to Nemesek. Now he's going to run to the left, take it himself. He gets to the 40, to the 45, meets up with one of the Carmel defenders at the 46-yard line, just Number met 24. him head on. It was Jake DeMarco, the defender for Carmel. I think that surprised DeMarco a little bit. He, You know, that quarterback, Scott, wanted to uh, throw a little punishment out, and DeMar DeMarco was the receiver of that punishment snapped his head back and kind of woke him up a little bit and said, whoa, we got a ball game here. Only nine seconds burned on that play. It's 151 left to play in regulation. A 31-24 lead for Carmel. Handoff, Nemesek running to the near side, gets to the 50, stays in bounds as Harvey keeps him in. It's a short gain. Clock ticks, 140 Jacob left Seco to play. Just missed getting him in the backfield for a loss of about five, and he's able to elude that. He needs to get that ball out of bounds. Uh, they don't have much time here. Hurry up offense. Scott running to the outside. Ooh, there's that wet that turf. Throw. Yeah, that wet turf that is wet Blake turf. Peterson falling out of the way. Luckily not picked off. So stops the clock, third and seven. 127 left to play. Well, it looks like we got a third and seven here. And uh, they're just over midfield. So they got about 47, 40, 49 yards to go in 127. I suppose regardless, if it gets to a fourth down, they'd go for it anyway. So any sort of forward movement would be good. But looking for a first down, just in Carmel territory at the 49. Scott dropping back, throwing to his right. Oh, Falling down off. was A.J. Gullen.
Lombeski, and it was nearly picked off as who, George Curran who, nearly got that who one. Who dropped that ball? That was George Curran. He's got, he's got a cast on one arm, and I, I wouldn't call that a drop. He, had, he was right there. We're looking at fourth and seven. The crowd is into this game, and they want their uh, Marion Central team, the Hurricanes, to get this first down here on fourth and seven from their own 48. Timeout called by Marion Central. It's their first one of the half. They have two remaining. They're going to talk it over here on fourth down. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bring quality Catholic and local programs like this all-star Catholic high school game of the week to our community. We only can do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. So, Father Michael... It's uh, a team that's down by seven on fourth down. They absolutely have to convert in order to keep this game alive. If you're head coach Mike Maloney, what are you telling these players right now? Well, I'm, I'm telling them, Scott, to relax a little bit. The receivers to watch the ball into their hands. And I would run that slant pattern that they ran for that 20-yard play uh, right on the last score here uh, to the end zone. That slant has been working great. 122 left to play. Scott gets the snap, drops back. He's got room on the left, gets to the 45, almost horse call to the 40, the 30. He gets to the 30-yard line. A big first down by Gavin Scott on fourth down. They convert yet again, and they stay alive here with 113 left to play. 27-yard line. He was forced out of bounds. I saw an afterburner. I thought I seen fire coming out of the back of his hamstrings. He was moving through that outside corridor coming to the sideline, and he kicked it into another gear. Great effort by Scott. They got a chance here. It's first and 10 from the 27-yard line. 73 seconds left to play. A fresh set of downs for Marion Central. They need a touchdown with an extra point. Three receivers on the far side. Scott fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, gets to the 25-yard line and down at the 21, just shy of the first down marker. And they are going to go right from the line of scrimmage. The coach saying, get on the line, get on the line, get on the line. They may spike this ball here to stop the clock. Under one minute left to play, 56 and counting. Scott turfs it, and that stops the clock at 53 seconds. What a great ball game. We're here. We're, they're at the 20-yard line. There's 53 seconds left in this ball game. They got two or three timeouts. I think they have two now. They after have using two the timeouts. Order. Plenty of time, and they're threatening to tie this ball game up. High school rules. I haven't played high school ball in a long time, Paul. What if this ends up in a tie? Now, from what I remember, it's been a while since I've seen some overtime football, but I believe they start you at the two-yard line, and you get it, you know, four chances to try and get in, and that's basically it, and it just keeps going until someone can come up with a stop. I'm not sure, though, if that's changed because it's been nearly 20 years since I've seen an overtime game in the IHSA. 53 seconds, Riccardi in motion going to the far side. Scott dropping back. He's got room. Left-hand side, inside the 20 to the 15. Gets a block on the outside to the 10. Touchdown! Touchdown, Marion Central! 
44 seconds left to play, and Gavin Scott takes it to the house on the outside. 31 to 30. What a ball game. 44 seconds left. Lining up for the extra point. What do you think, guys? Do you go for two? Do you try to grab the win? Uh, knowing Mike Maloney, I think he's crazy enough to go for two. You're at home. This would be the opportunity to I, do I it where you would catch him off guard. But, but they, I think the safe thing is you have to go for the extra point because the win is important and you can rely on your defense here in overtime. So the snap is so important. We've seen a rough snap by the punter. Uh, hard, hard to feel the ball. Hopefully that snap is good. It's perfect. And it's good. Darbro remains perfect. Tied I, at 31. I, I've been saying it, guys. I've been saying I'm going to turn the lights on here in the booth. But do you see those goosebumps on my arm? This is Friday night lights. Best I've seen it in a while. Greatest game I've been a part of in a while. 31-31. Corsairs, Marion Central Hurricanes. This game is unbelievable, folks. Stay tuned with us. And we may go to overtime. 44 seconds left, but the Corsairs will get one more shot. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. Exciting times here at George Harding Field in Woodstock, Illinois, on the campus of Marion Central High School. At one point, it was a 14-0 lead for Carmel, and after trading scores, we were tied at 14, tied at 17, tied at 24, and now tied at 31. Oh, squib kick. The squib kick the right. gets to the 35-yard line, and it's just going to be landed on by Joel Basara at the 35. So with 42 seconds left, Carmel will take over at their own 35-yard line. That's a smart player right there, number 44, Basara. He laid on that ball. He dropped on it right away. He didn't try to pick it up. That's how fumbles happen. Good job on his part to secure that possession for the Corsairs. They are at the 35-yard line, 65 yards to go. Maybe they can get in field goal range in 42 seconds. Let's see. Stay tuned. Paul's got the play. So first down and 10 from the 35. Snapped. Handoff over to Barnes. He gets away from one tackle, gets to the 40. Still on his feet to the first 45. Down. It's enough for a first down. The clock hasn't stopped yet. It should be at 34. Flag on the play. Well, the clock continued to run four seconds after the whistle. It's right now it's at 30. We'll see what the call is, as there was a flag on the field. that's going to be a personal foul. There was a little after uh, extracurricular activity afterwards, maybe some pushing. Personal foul. And it will. It's coming against, against Marion Central. Central. And that could really cost them as that would move the ball up deep into their territory. That's going to look like a 10-yard. Is it 10 or 15 I for a personal? I believe it's 15. Let's see 15 where they go. Mark off. Uh, that's going to put them possibly near the 40-yard line of Marion Central. And the Corsairs now have a drive alive. And they're about 15 to 20 yards from field goal range. 
Well, unless the officials catch it, that's four seconds burned off the clock. That and the clock does start. Starts again. Just under 25 seconds left to play. First down for the Corsairs. In motion, Barnes. Dropping back. Strutzel. He's wrapped up. Gets away from the line of scrimmage and rolls forward to the 34-yard line. They Big game right there. They 11 seconds out. and counting. Snap I, that ball. Snap that ball. They must have used all of their timeouts, and now we have a flag on the play with five seconds. It's going to be a legal procedure, but they're going to get a chance to throw this ball in the end zone. There's 5.7 seconds, 31-31 here at Woodstock. The Corsairs are driving. They're going to get one more chance to get this ball in the end zone. So the ball's going to head back to the 45-yard line. Five seconds left. On the 40-yard line, I'm sorry, 40-yard line. Me five seconds left. This will be enough for just one more play. I'd imagine the Corsairs are just going to try and go end zone on this one and win it in regulation. Worst-case scenario is it heads to overtime. Looks and like the, the Corsairs will use their last timeout. You know, not, I don't understand the call here. Um, I think I would have called that timeout. Probably a little, maybe leaving 20 seconds left. You're sitting at second down. You can throw an out pattern, get out of bounds, run a sweep, get out of bounds. You drive it down to, to five seconds and then call a timeout. Well, even with a first down, the clock stops to reset the chain. So, yeah, I, I, I had thought they had used up their timeout since they hadn't used it yet. But like we had thought, the Corsairs had one timeout remaining, and now they're choosing to use it when the clock has already stopped. Right. And, you know, uh, everybody out there listening, there's 5.7 seconds left. It's looking like with an incomplete pass, we're going to go to overtime. Now, we, we're looking up the rules now. Um, Mark is working on that. We'll get back to you on those. I think basically it starts at the 30. They get a drive. And then the other team has to match it, if I if I recall correctly. But we're a little unsure on the rules. I haven't played college ball or uh, high school ball since 1991, and the rules were a little different. That's Wisconsin. So we're gonna figure this out for you. Get back to you. But the Corsairs, Carmel Corsairs, have one more chance, and they have three wide receivers: two split to the right, one to the left, in the shotgun pistol formation. He is back to pass. Strutzel throwing deep. That one overthrown. Almost picked off. But there is time left on the clock. 0.8 seconds. They're going to get one more chance at this. So the Corsairs threw an incomplete pass. A little overthrown, but he had a man. The defensive player almost had that ball and and ended this thing and over brought it into overtime but they're going to have one more chance to reach the end zone they're coming from the 40 yard line of marion central and they're deep into their territory and that's a long pass for a high school player um but it, anything's possible here's mark on the or paul on the call one last chance for the corsairs and they're going to keep it on the ground double reverse tramil at the 45 and he's wrapped up and brought down by Sam Limbaugh, followed by a slew of Hurricane teammates. We've played through four quarters, and we don't have a winner yet. It's the Corsairs 31, the Hurricanes with the same score. And we will try do our best to figure out what these overtime rules are. Yeah. 
We're getting word from our uh, booth and, and the rules here. I believe the rules for Illinois high school football is you get the ball in the 10-yard line. And you get four downs each, and you have to score. The first team that scores wins the ball game. And Does I it ever end up in a draw? I believe, no, I, I don't think it can end in a draw. I believe after a while, I think, I think after the first attempt, you can kick an extra point. But starting with the second attempt, I think you have to go for two on the conversion. Okay. Could be wrong about that, but I, I vaguely recall that that was the rule that I had seen years ago. Well, so, the captains are going out to the center of the field. They're going to reflip and well, negotiate look, who gets the ball first. Look who the, the first. captains are that are going out there. It's our SFI players of the week on both sides. Jake Ball and Nick Snarsky that are well, meeting right at the middle of the field on that big red M for Marion Central. I got to say, both of them have played a tremendous game today. Great effort by both teams. And I'll tell you what, the spirit out here, people are just going absolutely crazy. You know, pounding the bleachers. We, we even seen some of the parents, you know, yelling at the refs. You know, that's part of the game. I understand. But the beautiful thing is, is everybody's still here. No one has left this ball game. Everyone's sitting tight, watching what's happened, and, and somebody's going to go away here with a loss tonight. Mark, you got anything to say? Great game. It's been a lot of fun, you know, and uh, you're right. I mean, in the end, let's, you know, keep that in mind that it is a game and that, uh, you know, your son's been in on, on many tackles, um, and he's been doing a great job, even with a cast on his yeah, hand. Yeah, I'm proud of him. You know, I'm just proud that he's out there. He's worked very hard. He's had some injuries. You know, he could have walked away from football, but he's stayed with it. Uh, want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday, or do you plan on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Sumerian <laughs> Central will get the first opportunity to score from the Carmel 10-yard line, as we had suspected. And once again, my brothers and sisters, you are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And what a game it has been. Here we go, the first play. First play of the first overtime. Scott's going to keep it himself. He's going to run to the right-hand side. Oh, gets... taken down quickly by, I think that's Barnes. Barnes. Zaire Barnes able to stop Scott from going around to get into the end zone. It's a short gain of about two yards. He had some speed coming around that corner, but Barnes flew into there, saddled him up, grabbed him, wrangled, as you uh, once said, like a rodeo, and uh, <laughs> took him down by the feet and, and swept him right up. Second down and goal at the eight-yard line here in the first overtime for Marion Central's offense. On the end around, spinning Blake Peterson, and he loses two Barnes yards. Again. Barnes with the second tackle in this second play in uh, from scrimmage in overtime. Two tackles, two uh, shutdown runs. Uh, what a great series that he's having here on defense. Third and goal. 
Oh, water boy. The water boy. So we get a water boy reference. Three receivers <laughs> on the near side. Wyatt all the receiver on the far side. Nevisek lines up to the left of Gavin Scott from the pistol formation. Third and goal. Scott gets the ball. Rolling to his left. He's got to make a throw. Wide Touchdown. open in the end zone. Touchdown, Marion Central. And it looks like it was Blake Peterson coming up with it for the Hurricanes. They strike first. Now they have to convert. And we still await a retaliation possession from the Carmel Corsairs. But Matt Darbro out there setting up at the 10-yard line for the extra point. Currently 37 to 31. This is a big extra point right here. Snapped, kicked, and over good. and over and in. 38-31. So let's bring it to Mark. And Mark, how do you feel at this moment right now? You know, I, I, I it's all in perspective. I mean, I, I have a guy out there that's had a lot of injuries. I pray for their safety and health. And, uh, you know, this quarterback of Marion Central is a heck of an athlete, though. He, he stayed, you know, he dodged the, uh, it was a pursuit. He was able to dart and throw the ball on the run across his body to the left corner of the end zone and just, he looks good. He looks really good. And here we go with the Corsair's first chance on offense in this overtime. It is 38-31. Tramiel in motion, taken right up the middle. Josiah Curry. Still on his feet. Spinning and gets to the five-yard line. That's a good start. You're starting at the 10, you're getting five. It took uh, Marion Central three There's plays to get in the end zone, and they've done by it. A good yeah. God. Fascinating. Andy from London, thank you very much, and uh, hope that uh, clarifies things on our end anyway. In a moment, we'll come back with some more great emails. For her to do it. So second down out of their four opportunities. Five yards away from trying to tie this up. Corsairs need a touchdown and an extra point. Tramil in motion, and Strutzel hands that one off. It stopped at the line of scrimmage. I believe that might have been Zaire Barnes that took the handoff. And that was a counter coming from the outside to the inside, right up the middle. Barnes had no gain on that play, uh, and that hole closed very quickly. Great job on defense for Marion Central. Uh, they're, they're doing a stand. They got two more downs to get this score. Uh, and the game's in the balance right now. Zero time on the clock. We are in overtime here in Woodstock, Illinois. Third down and goal. Barnes in motion. Strutzel dropping back to pass. Throwing on the far side. Overthrown. Incomplete. And that sets up fourth down and goal as it's do or die for the Corsairs. He rushed that pass a little bit because there was a little pressure. It did go through his hands but it was a very high pass for that receiver. And we got one more play here, and the Corsairs have to score. They got to cross the threshold of the goal line to keep this game in the win count. After upsetting well, we the... down to their last play not long ago, and we'll After see what happens. After upsetting Notre Dame last week, 10-8 at home, Carmel now down to their last play here in the first overtime against Marion Central. They only won one road game this year. That was their only one week four. Snap, 
Strutzel dropping back. Wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown. Is that was, I believe, Brian Julian. Oh, Mark is so happy in the booth here. He was wide open. He was wide open. He did a sneak pattern to the inside of the field. The, the defensive back went to the inside, got caught up, and then he snuck out to the outside corner to the right of the play. In the end zone, there was no one near him, and he floated that ball right to him. Here's the extra point. He's got to make this to keep the ball game tied to go for the second chance to win this ball game. Noah Thigpen was credited with that reception. Matt Helen has to nail this extra point attempt to keep this alive. It's snapped, it's up, and it is good. We are and we will have second a second overtime. overtime. Yeah. So even when they're that wide open, sometimes, you know, in the excitement, you can jerk the throw or you can, t you know, take the catch for granted and not and not look it all the way in. And he did a good job looking that ball in and keeping it to his gut, and he caught that and fell right on his butt. It was a beautiful pass. I see the WSFI truck here. They're getting out the cots for us up here in the booth. We might stay overnight here. Uh, this is a long game here at Woodstock, Illinois, between Marion Central and Carmel Catholic. What a great ball game that has been. We've seen 14-0. Uh, We've seen that come back. Uh, to 14-14 at halftime, went to 17-17, went to 24-24, 31-31, and now it's 38-38 in overtime. The second chance for each player or each team, they get another four plays, and I think it's from the 20 this time, isn't it, Paul? Uh, and I believe it is from the 10, but they're going to switch sides and go to the south end zone now, okay. and Carmel will get to strike first. As uh, the possessions change, Carmel gets to keep the ball to start the second overtime. And it doesn't make much difference of, of what Enzo they're going into. There's not a lot of wind here, uh, so it's not going to affect the kick. We have trees all around us. There's not much going on, so it's kind of a mute point at this point. What I was concerned about is if with the, the south end zone having access for people to stand at, if you would just have a lot of Marion Central fans lining up over there, uh, to, to, to try and make noise. Well, are you enjoying this all-star Catholic high school football game of the week? I bet you are. Hey, Did I, am. You know, I am for sure. Did you know that you can listen to it again later on demand? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. Click on listen, then programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Listen, then programming. This is definitely one of the best games that I've ever called as it's handed off up the middle. Strutzel's going to keep it himself, and he's knocked down just inside the five-yard line on first down. Well, the fullback was tackled at the line of scrimmage. Strutzel went ahead and gained about six on that carry. That's, that was a great fake, by the way. And now it's second down and about four yards to the goal line. So the Corsairs, they get the possession first here in the second go-around in overtime. They set up second down and goal from the four-yard line. You only get four chances to score. As per the IHSA rules, a wide receiver on each side, green on the far side, fig pen on the near side. And handoff to Kearney, up the middle, flag, flag on, the, on play. the play. They're signaling touchdown, but there is a flag. Let's see what the call is. I think it's possibly a face mask uh, or a holding. And it sounds like it's on the defense. 
because the Corsair crowd is going nuts on the sideline over there. And they're sending in the kicking team. So are they, yeah. And they're sending in the kicking team. So it looks like a face mask on the play, but we're not sure. We didn't get the official call from the officials yet. So Kearney picking up his second touchdown of the game. This one a four-yard run. And it puts his team ahead at the moment, 44-38. That call was indeed a face mask. It was declined by the Corsairs. Their kicker is on the field. They scored in two. But remember, you get four, it doesn't matter. Here's the kick, a most important kick of this kid's career. Game is on the line. Ball snap. Matt Helen's extra point attempt is good. Perfect. And it's 45 to 38 here in the second overtime. And now the Hurricanes get a chance to answer back. Mark Kern in this booth, being a Corsair fan and a father of one of their players, is breathing a little easier because they have the advantage here. 45 yeah. 38. Corsairs are leading. And now it's Marion Central's chance to get this same chance to score here in four downs. So Gavin Scott comes in from the sideline trying to lead his Hurricane offense into the end zone. They need a touchdown and a Matt Darbro extra point to tie things up. Hurricanes victorious over the Corsairs last year, 19-14. Handoff to Nemesek on the inside, nearly losing the ball. He gets jammed up at the line of scrimmage. Second down. Hurricanes looking to tie this game up for the sixth time today. We were tied at 14, 17, 24, 31, and 38 after the first overtime. Well, if you remember the last series of downs on the other side of the field, it, it was the third down that uh, Scott rolled out, and he fired that, that pass into the corner of the end zone. Um, they ran the ball the first time there. That kind of surprised me a little bit. This is a tough Corsair defense. And they've done real good against Notre Dame, and they've had a heck of a game this way, too. Three receivers on the near side, one on the far side. Nemesek behind Scott, gets the snap, rolls back. Now he cuts over to his left, Too much looking to yeah, throw. Geez. He fakes, spinning inside. He's just a few yards away from the end zone and down. Carmel says that they got the ball. At least one Carmel player celebrating. This game and it is, is a over. fumble. Carmel gets the fumble. They and won this game, the and they are going Carmel's wild. Going nuts. You're looking at the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Boy. All the players on the field, they are celebrating. Unfortunate for uh, Marion Catholic. That ball was dropped and fumbled. Uh, recovered at the goal line by Carmel Catholic. And they win this ball game 45-38 to in double overtime. You are listening to W. SFI. SFI, 88.5. Antioch. Illinois. Nice win. The teams uh, are meeting in the middle of the field, yeah. shaking hands. Coaches are excited. People are happy. What a the great fans thrill are, of the game. You see this at a Catholic game, they uh, clapping for both sides. And, and my, just, goose, you know, my goosebumps yeah. are still here. My goosebumps. Maybe it's just cold Great up night. here. Yeah, what a, I mean, it was an exciting win last week. Really exciting win tonight, boy. Well, as a father, you got to oh, feel for yeah. your son and, and, and be happy for him. <laughs> he's got a, He's got an ear-to-ear -ear yeah. grin. You know, he my, looks like the cat that just ate the canary. You know, my, uh, Mark Kern. Yeah, I, I, you know, my, he's had all these injuries. And was, my wife, her thoughts were that 
initially she said, I hope the season ends so that he doesn't risk any in injury beyond in the playoffs. But then she said, didn't Mark go to the playoffs, my oldest son? And I said, yeah. So we'll let him go to the playoffs for at least a game or so. Well, you know, the, the, the error in that thinking is that she's in control. Yeah, you're right. God is it. So if yeah, you're absolutely. if you're listening, well Mrs. Kern, just give it to the Blessed Mother. She'll take care of your boy. Thank you. Paul, what do you think? You got you to gotta wrap up here for us? What an amazing game. We saw plenty of scoring on both sides. Six touchdowns and a field goal for the Corsairs. Five touchdowns and a field goal for the Hurricanes, it went to overtime. It's the first time I've seen overtime in a long time. Uh, but just a tough loss for Marion Central. You know, now they fall to three and four on the air. They absolutely have to win their last two games if they even want to get a shot at the playoffs. And that's assuming that they're not going to be on the bubble and uh, not make it in with the uh, the strength of schedule. Uh, but meanwhile, Carmel, they improve on the year to four and three. They're in the driver's seat right now. You know, they got one more home game as well as uh, – Another away game left on the year, so a chance for them to really uh, try and make their way into the playoffs. It was uh, you couldn't have scripted this any better. Uh, you were saying all night, Father Michael, how nothing beats high school football, and you know they gave us a show here tonight. Who who would want to watch the Cubs game when you got entertainment like this right in front of you here in Woodstock? I'll tell you what, this has been uh, one of the best games I've been a part of. I've been a part of some pretty cool games, uh, some come come from behind wins. But this thing, this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it was unbelievable testament to the kids and their drive to win, their drive to succeed. And kind of that brotherhood that happens on the field with each player that you play with, they really came together and moved towards the goal line, moved towards their goals. A lot of things accomplished on this field tonight. I'm proud of every player that, that was on that field tonight. Well, I got a uh, some scores from around the ESCC here. Notre Dame with a 26-6 to victory over Marion Catholic. Uh, so, Niles, Notre Dame moving back up uh, in the ECC uh, conference. Uh, just such a strong conference from here on out. You know, you get a good game every week from any one of these teams, no matter how they match up. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how Carmel finishes out their season. Juliet Catholic that's one. Uh, 13 state titles and they haven't won a game this year. Yeah, and that's and I mean that's just tells their it. conference they can't, can't win. Yeah, and that, that this could be the first season, gosh, ever for Joliet Catholic that they go winless throughout the whole year, and that just that just kind of tells you how the the paradigm is shifting a little bit here in the ESCC. Well, we got we got to wrap it up here at Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, what a great game it was! It was Carmel Catholic over. Marion Central, 45 to 38 in double overtime. And I would love to close with a blessing. Please. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And may you keep the Lord in your heart always and keep that love coming to all those out there that you encounter. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.